When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Blog Talk Radio. Countdown, Hurricane fans. After six weeks of waiting, we fully believe that the Miami Hurricanes are as close as can be to landing a new football coach. All signs continue to point as we begin Kane Sport Live tonight that Mark Richt, the former University of Georgia head coach, will be that guy. But I cannot stress enough the deal is not done yet. And If there's one thing I can tell you from all my years of experience of covering these coaching searches, the deal is not done until the deal is done. Here's what I got for you tonight as we begin. We believe that a meeting between Mark Richt, Blake James, and his committee of representatives from the University of Miami began this afternoon in the ballpark of 3 o'clock at an out-of-town location, which out of courtesy to the committee, we're not going to talk about too much right now. And I have gotten no word from any of the multitude of sources that we have tracking this thing that there's been a conclusion. And certainly nobody is reporting that there has been. And while it's very much on the radar screen here at 8 o'clock tonight as we begin this show, 
Uh, I right now do not have any indications that this deal is 100% done. And we must be very careful for a couple of reasons. You know, one, the University of Miami has to do their homework on Mark Richt. You know, they have to make sure that this is a guy that still has the fire in his belly to attack this job with the fervor that it's going to take to be successful in that position. I mean, let's make no bones about it. Being the head coach at the University of Miami is a very difficult job. And if you don't have the energy, if you don't have the drive, that fire in your belly to be successful on pure starting value, it doesn't matter how good of an X and O coach you might be, how good of a quarterback developer you might be. And you could go on and on and on about all of the positive things um, that can be said about Mark Richt. And there's a reason why here, after six weeks, he's the guy that everyone's looking at now. And we first reported it on Sunday, right after he got fired from Georgia. We told you, he is the new front runner. He is the focal point of this search. And now here we are, 48 hours, more than 48 hours later, and he's on the cusp of landing the job. So we're going to continue monitoring it. Um, we have a couple sources very close to the situation. Uh, we believe that the meeting is now at least five hours deep. We believe it's still going on. Uh, I've received no indications that it's not. And who knows what's going to happen here over the course of the next three hours. I might be telling you that I've confirmed that Miami has a new coach. I may be telling you that I believe Miami has a new coach, but because we're doing the show, I have not been able to confirm it to the degree that makes me feel comfortable. Um, but right now, as we begin the show, I will tell you that I will be very surprised if Mark Rick doesn't emerge from this search as the guy. Now, if it does fall through, who else is under consideration? Here's what we know. We know that Butch Davis is interviewed. We know that Greg Schiano has interviewed. Um, we know that Dan Mullen has interviewed. And we've been saying all along that we believe that there's a hidden wild card candidate, a, a guy that's not being talked about very much, who might be interested in the job. We may have found him by accident today, and, and, and this is not confirmed. I don't, I don't want to make you believe that it is, but that plane – that's been being talked about today on the message boards at canesport.com, that flight that went from Opelika Airport to Norman, Oklahoma Airport, turned around and returned to Marathon, Florida Airport. I believe that Jimmy Johnson was on that airplane. And I believe Jimmy Johnson was a conduit from Miami in discussions possibly with Oklahoma State coach Mike Gundy. And that's a name that was given to me by good sources a couple days ago, and I kind of filed it away. I put it there right next to Dan Mullen, which was another name that was given to me a few days ago. And um, you guys know we've been talking about it on the message boards at canesport.com, those of you that are subscribers to the site. And you know, people were questioning me how I could say in the morning that Dan Mullen is front and center in the search. And then in the afternoon, you know, saying that he might be more interested in the Georgia job, for example. I, I, I posted that right after Mark Richt um, got terminated. And the reason for that was I felt 
you know, through talking to people and, and, and different sources and stuff, that when Mark Rick got fired and became available with no buyouts and things attached to it and, and so forth and so on, that Mark Rick immediately became the leading candidate for this job. And I moved him to the top of our hot board on canesport.com, and Dan Mullen went down my list. And, and, and that's why we, we have not been talking a lot about Dan Mullen the last couple of days. But if this deal falls through with Mark Richt, and, and we've seen deals fall through before, then I think Dan Mullen could come back into the conversation. Um, but I'm not expecting that. I'm really expecting Mark Richt to emerge uh, with this job right now, like I said, as we begin the show. Um, so Mike, Mike Gundy, if, if I'm right about that, and, and again, I'm just putting pieces together uh, – yeah, I don't think it was Bob Stoops. And and going back to Marathon, Florida, tells me that Jimmy Johnson was probably on that plane. Um, and I kind of half confirmed it. Uh, I, I I'm not comfortable saying it's 100% confirmation, uh, but I I think we're along the, the the right wavelength there. And I I I can't remember what poster on the board uh, brought that flight to our attention today, but I I thank him for the assist. Um, but the one thing I have found out as the day's gone on is that nothing sufficient happened in that meeting that would probably lead to Mike Gundy being offered the Miami job. Uh, so I don't expect him to be a significant candidate moving forward, even if Mark Richt uh, does back off or get cold feet or Miami gets cold feet for whatever reason uh, during the course of this meeting that, like I said, I believe is still taking place. So there's your reset on the coaching search. That's what I know as of right now. Uh, not ready to put a final stamp on this thing just yet, and uh, you know we're going to be conservative on that because we, you know we've seen these things blow up in the past on multiple occasions through the years. Uh, just recently, I watched it happen at Central Florida a couple days ago when everybody thought that Dino Babers had the job. In fact, it was all over the internet that Dino Babers was going to be the next coach at Central Florida. It was on Football Scoop and all those websites were reporting it, and then. All of a sudden, Dino Babers retreated and said, no, I'm not going to be the, the new coach of Central Florida. And now I'm hearing conversation that he might be in the mix at Maryland. So, you know, maybe Maryland got to him and, and started throwing some money around or, you know, something along those lines and, and held off Dino Babers from committing to Central Florida job. And Central Florida was left holding the bag there at the last minute. And then they end up announcing that Scott Frost, the offensive coordinator at Oregon, is getting that job. And Scott Frost was never mentioned once, not by anybody that was covering that Central Florida search. None of the websites that report on coaching rumors, uh, nobody had mentioned um, Scott Frost. So that just goes to show you how these things can evolve and you know, that's why before we sit there and start, you know, waving banners and, and shooting off fireworks and stuff on Mark Richt, we want to try to make sure we can get a really good confirmation and preferably from somebody attached to the University of Miami um, so that we don't go off on, on, on a bad tangent here. But make no mistake, you know, right now there I don't see any signs whatsoever pointing no matter who the conversations are with that this search right now is focused on anybody other than Mark Richt tonight. So we'll see what happens there. Let me welcome everybody to a new edition of Kane Sport Live. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Canesport.com, and we welcome you to our Tuesday night tradition, the fastest three hours in Hurricane Sports. Uh, I didn't bother posting 
today to ask for questions and topics to discuss on tonight's show, because I think they're kind of obvious. I, I think we know what, what everybody wants to talk about. Um, the phone number to call in is 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. We've got 100 phone lines, and I will tell you right now, if you want to be on this show, my suggestion is you call right now and get on one of those phone lines because I'm looking at the board and almost every phone line is already taken. So if you want to be on the show, um, I would call in right now. And remember, if you want to come and participate, you hit the number one on your keypad and that will uh, give me a prompt and tell me that you would like to speak on the show. So let's get right to your phone calls. Um, We've given you sort of the, the landscape that we're looking at tonight. I got my phone right here next to me. I promise you if I get any information, I will relay it to you during the show. I think there's a great chance something could happen tonight. So we're all over it. Let's start right now in the 404, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, how you doing, man? Doing good. Who's this? It's Roland, man. What's up, Roland? You must call at 7 o'clock or something. You're first every week. <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, well, like fourteen after. So I don't know how I managed to get in, but anyway, I'm not going. I know you got a million people calling in. So my first question is, which Davis is out to deal, right? Just want to make sure that. Uh, you know what, Roland? I'm going to be honest with you. I have never, ever, ever, ever gotten the impression that the University of Miami was interested in hiring Butch Davis. And you know, we did the polls. All the fans wanted Butch. You know, you, you guys know about that. Um, but, and we kept him front and center, and we knew he'd get an interview because they had to interview him. There's no way in the world you could have a guy that so many boosters want and 70% of your fans are going on in polls and saying they want and not give him his, his just day in the process. So, you know, we knew he was going to get an interview, and we knew he was going to be front and center right to the very end and remain a possibility. But, the people that were classifying him as a fallback option through this, I think we're 100% spot on. And, uh, yeah, I think he's been a fallback option all along, a guy that they know is there if they need to, de- if they need to go there. Um, but I think that they've been, they've been looking to land somebody that they feel better about, and I think that if they're able to land Mark Richt, that he qualifies. Okay, okay. So let's say they land Mark Richt. Um, what, this is going to be a well. I don't know if it's going to be a dilemma with um, the kid Jake Allison and the kid Ethan. Uh, will they bring? Uh, will, will Allison have a change of plan, or will they bring in? What's your thoughts no, no. on that? I think Allison will be thrilled to death if Mark Rick gets the job. In fact, uh, if you go on Canesport.com right now, you'll see we have a story. Um, we spoke to Jack Allison's coach about that exact subject. Uh, I, I think if Mark Rick gets the job, Jack Allison definitely sticks in the recruiting class. Now, the question you're asking is a very legitimate question. What happens with Jacob Eason? And for, and for those of you that don't know who he is, he's one of the top players in the country. I mean, he's a five-star quarterback, which means that the rivals recruiting team considers him a potential franchise quarterback. Um, he's from the, the Pacific Northwest. Miami's James Coley did at one point recruit him and went to see him. Um, I believe he's out in the Seattle area. And uh, Easton, and I'm going on memory because it's been a while, I, I remember he had a pretty favorable impression at the time about Miami. But he ended up picking Georgia and Mark Richt. And 
right now he's a Georgia commit. But a very legitimate question, now that Mark Richt, if he does come to Miami as we expect that he will, what does that mean for Jacob Eason? And if Jacob Eason does switch from Georgia to Miami, what does that mean for Jack Allison? So, Roland, without a doubt, that's a subplot here that we're going to have to explore over the next few days if if this plays out the way it looks like it's going to. Um, Right now, I don't have an answer for you. Okay. And what about um, defensively? Um, as far as um, – so you'll see you bring Mark Rick in. Um, as far as assistant coaches, really, I mean, Mark Rick is, is a tremendous coach. He's done, a, he, he's done a lot, you know, at Florida State and at Georgia. But as far as assistant coaches, do you think those guys from Georgia, when you bring some of those guys from Georgia, do you think any idea on the assistant coach front? My guess is you would see a mix. You know, you'd see some Miami, a couple Miami guys. You might see a holdover or two from the current staff. Uh, and you might see a few guys from his staff at Georgia. Well, uh, one guy I don't think it's going to be is Jeremy Pruitt, his defensive coordinator uh, at Georgia. Uh, they, they have not been getting along over the last year or so, and 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 I don't. Um, I think there's just philosophical differences there, and I wouldn't expect him to come with Mark Rick to Miami. Uh, but 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 from there, I have no idea. I mean, I don't I don't I don't know. How, you know, there's really no way of knowing what Mark Richt is thinking without talking to Mark Richt, and he obviously is not having those conversations with anybody yet. So, Okay. And you said you think they'll have a decision by the end of the week on uh, the new coach? Oh, or? I'm, I'm, I'm expecting a decision any minute, to be honest with you. I, I, I mean, my, I've, got, I've got my radar out all over the place. I mean, you know, I have several sources on this thing that, that have been very reliable through the whole process, and, and I'm just waiting for some texts here, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I would think by tomorrow at worst. I mean, if, if, if you know, maybe Mark Rick. I, I did have one source that had ties to Mark Rick that told me that there's a chance Mark Rick might sleep on it tonight. Um, so that's not out of the question. And then there's other sources that say he's got nothing to sleep on. He's hook, line, and sinker uh, with Miami that his wife has signed off on Miami, which is very important, uh, that he has told Virginia and Maryland, two schools that were interested in speaking to him, and and soon, that he was not going to pursue their jobs. And this looks like a Miami or bust situation from Mark Rick's standpoint, from what I can tell from speaking to people who are privy to what's going on in his life. So, you know, I, I think it's going to be soon, Roland. Okay, and last question: Do you think it's a home run hire? You, I mean, what's your thoughts on Mark Rick being the uh, new coach at Miami? And then, I think I would. My opinion on that would be to be determined. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot is going to depend on the staff that Mark Rick is able to put together. I, you know, I, I think that you know the University of Miami needs a serious culture change in this football program. Okay, and a coach is not going to be able to come in here with a bunch of guys that he, uh, let me put it this way. It, and this is my opinion. You need some alpha males. Okay. In this yeah, program. I agree with that. And, and you know, okay. A guy like Mario Cristobal didn't, didn't get an interview for this job. You know, his resume was deemed not deep enough. There were hard feelings probably about his departure three years ago to Alabama. Uh, concerns about his exit from FIU, blah, 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 blah. Okay, he didn't get the job. But let me tell you something. You need guys like that on this coaching staff, okay? And 
if if it does not move in that direction, then I think Mark Rick is in danger of becoming the next Al Golden. To be honest with you, I mean, you know, he's a very he's a very good offensive coach, but you need to get some alpha males in this program that are going to change the culture in the weight room on the practice field, who are going to change the game in recruiting, who are tough, who are going to be able to stand up there in those battles against the SEC schools, Ohio State, and everybody else that's coming down here to the state of Miami and raiding the neighborhood for talent, you need some guys that are going to be able to stand up to that and are going to be able to win those battles, okay, and are going to command respect and are going to build relationships with the kids and their families. And, you know, you can't have a bunch of soft dudes, you know, coming in here or guys that haven't recruited or, you know, don't know how to get their hands dirty and stuff like that because if that happens – you're going to have an 8-9 win perennial program, and it'll be just about the same situation as what you have at Georgia, uh, where you're lamenting not being able to win the big games and not being able to win championships and things like that. That's my opinion. I think they need alpha males in this program, and that's not really Mark Rick's personality. Mark Rick doesn't... Yeah, he's not. Now, now, Roland, I've heard that he could be tough when he needs to be, and and he's not as soft as, as his image might portray him, but... I don't know that anybody would ever classify him as an alpha male. And, you know, so he's going to need alpha males on his staff. If if he realizes that himself and he goes out and gets those kind of guys, then I think he could be extremely successful at Miami. He's a darn good enough coach. But if he doesn't, I I think it's open sesame, man. All bets are off, you know, And and I think, you know, we'll see what happens. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to let know you got a million callers calling, and you, uh, you just keep me on hold, Gary. All right, you got it, man. Thanks for kicking us off, as always. All right, let's go now to the 845. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. <laughs> yeah, Gary, Greg, how you doing? What's up, Greg? Welcome back. Okay. Um, I want to ask you a couple questions. Do you think uh, Vinny Testaverde had a lot to say about this hiring, if it happens? No, no, it's honestly no. <laughs> you know, Weren't I mean, they teammates at one time. I but let's see. Vinny came into the program. Rick left in '82. Um, I'm trying to think. I they they may have yeah they they may have crossed over one year. I'm trying to remember what year Vinny came. Because I Vinny saw, came saw a picture of Kelly. Kelly Testaverde, Kozar, and Rick. And Rick, okay. Yeah, so they did. Yeah, they crossed over. But to answer your question, I don't think Vinny Testaverde had to recruit Mark Rick. Okay. You know, know, you're talking so many years ago. And, you know, I think Mark Rick recruited Mark Rick. I I think that he's such an appealing candidate that when he became free and available, that there was immediate mutual interest. He was interested in Miami. And Miami very quickly was interested in him. So I don't think there was any courtship or recruitment or anything that had to take place. Um, you know, honestly, it's kind of like a marriage made in heaven, you know, seriously. I mean, both sides just very quickly decided uh, that they wanted each other. And, you know, don't believe a lot of those reports out there that you've been seeing the last couple of days that, that suggested anything otherwise uh, Mark Richt immediately knew that he wanted a coach again, and he immediately knew that he was interested in the University of Miami. Okay. Now, uh, my next question is, 
Um, Mark Rick is he successfully recruited the likes of Sony Michelle and this other kid McKenzie from American Heritage. So he obviously has some connections down here right now. But don't you think that uh, he should keep somebody like uh, Larry Scott or Kevin Beard on the staff to try to help out in well, Florida yeah. recruiting? I do. I, I, you know, being that he he's the coach that he is, and he's going to come in and run the offense. If I were Mark Richt, I would keep James Coley, and I would make him my quarterback coach and my assistant head coach, and put him in charge of recruiting. I would keep Larry Scott as the tight ends coach, and I would consider keeping Kevin Beard as the wide receivers coach, because you're going to run the show, and you're going to coach these guys and and make them even better coaches than what they are. And they bring something to the table in recruiting, you know. So, I, I, me personally, I would consider those three guys as holdovers. Now, what he would do about Art Kehoe, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, they have a relationship; they played together. Uh, so he might decide he wants to keep Art Kehoe, and I don't know what that would mean for the other guys. You know, I don't know if that he's going to keep everybody. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see. But I think with him being the type of coach that he is, I think he can keep a couple of those guys on offense. Do you think there'd be any kind of backlash against Mark Rick because he's a like a Christian uh, man down in Miami? I think the, I think the the people who are the recruiting base of this program, I think the, the, there's a lot of religious people uh, in those constituents that 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 form the recruiting base for the University of Miami. I don't I don't know if you've noticed, but this is a team of players that are very strong in believers of faith. And uh, they, they have a lot of prayer uh, sessions with their um, mentors on the team. Uh, if you watch when they come on the field before a game, the first thing they do in unison, the entire team goes to one of the end zones and they kneel down and they pray. So th- this is a team of kids with very deep religious roots. And uh, I don't see why a coach that's religious would be a negative. I, I really don't. Now, you know, I don't think that just because a coach is religious that his role is to push his religion on his players and, and, and make that the driving force of the team. I don't think that that would be appropriate. But I've never heard that that's what Mark Rick does. I mean, I think when he, in his life away from football, in his life away from his job, um, it, it, at least you know from what I believe I know uh, about his background, you know he's been very involved in, in the church and ministry and things like that. But I've never heard anybody suggest that it is, has in any way, shape, or form affected his ability to perform the functions of his job. I got one last quick question. I heard Larry, if Larry Scott. Do you think Larry Scott may not be kept on because he has such a good relationship with the players that are coming back on the team that it, that would have any effect on Mark Rick? Well, I mean, I don't see why that would be a detriment. I, I think to me that would be a positive. You know, I mean, I think you want a, a guy that or, or two or or however many it ends up being that that the players are comfortable with and familiar with. I, I don't think anybody blames Larry Scott for the problems that Miami's had the last few years. 
You know, I mean, I, I think everybody understands that the brunt of the coaching problems on this team have been on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, has James Coley been perfect as a play caller? Uh, no, he hasn't. But we don't know what James Coley would have looked like as a play caller if he had a quality offensive line on the roster. So they they haven't done the job in recruiting on the offensive line. It's impacted the entire offensive product. But for the most part, I think everybody would agree that those coaches on offense have done a pretty good job. So I don't know how many will be retained. I don't know if, if one, two, three, or zero will be retained. But I don't see it as a negative by any stretch um, with, in terms of Larry Scott because he's built a strong relationship with the players. Um, I think it would be good to have somebody like that on staff. Okay, thank you. Can you leave me on hold? You got Appreciate it, Greg. It. Yep, thank you for calling the show. As always. All right, 646-595-2048 is the number, 646-595-2048. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. We're up to, to uh, I think, uh, 96 phone lines are tied up right now. Doesn't mean everybody wants to talk, so don't be shy. But, um, you know, if you do want to come on the show and be part of it tonight and you're not on the phone, you're on your computer, my suggestion is you get on the phone line and um, and get your spot in the queue. All right, let's go to the 513 now. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. What's up, Gary? How you doing? This is Tim from Cincinnati. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? How you doing tonight? All right, all right. Kind of like nervous because I'm going to stay off of Twitter for like the next 24 hours. Please do, man. Twitter pulls, oh, man, Twitter pulls you, I mean, eight different directions. One moment, Butch is the guy, and I'm not going to lie, Gary, when I thought that was happening, I spilled my drink at the bar. Then Listen, let me like, tell you about Twitter. You've got a bunch of guys on Twitter that are trying to exploit this situation to get attention for themselves. And, gotcha. you know, hey, follow me, build up my Twitter followers, you know, look at me, I'm an insider, blah, 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 blah. But some of the crap that they're pulling is, is just unforgivable. And, you know, they're playing with the fan base. And, and you know, I, you listen, I think Twitter is one of the worst inventions ever in history. I really do. And I, I, I'm constantly telling everybody on the site, stay off Twitter, stay off Twitter. Uh, you know, but, you know, people, they, they seem to love Twitter. So just, you know, get used to being on an emotional roller coaster with a lot of bad information, because that's what's been going on out there. I mean, it's just been crazy. But, my thing is, is I remember um, you talked about at the beginning of the show, you talked about Dan Muller. And one of my concerns was was that I just kind of felt like, you know, we, we were saying that during the whole course of this time that Golden was released, that Miami was going to try to get the big names. And hypothetically speaking, if Rick wasn't fired, you know, a lot of coaches, it just seemed they just weren't interested as what I thought they would be. You know what I mean? And I, and I just don't know if it's just because they feel that, you know, it's kind of like, you know, they kind of have to build Miami up instead of taking it over at its peak. You know what I mean? Like, say, for example, when Coker took over when Butch left and he left them with a good cover. You know what I mean? Because I just kind of feel like Dan Mullen, like, listen, I'm not taking anything away from Dan Mullen, but I just kind of felt that didn't you kind of feel like it would be like a bigger name than that or was it just like that was pretty much all we was going to be able to get? Well, I mean, let's be realistic, okay? Let's look at, at what you got on the board. You got Mark Richt, who's been head coach at Georgia for 15 years, one of the most successful coaches in college football. You have, mm-hmm. Butch, Davis, you have Butch Davis, who everybody thinks is one of the best builders 
in the history of college football and was an NFL head coach. You have Greg Schiano, very successful at Rutgers, who's been an NFL head coach. You have Dan Mullen, who's been very successful at Mississippi State. I'm not a fan either. I don't think he would have been a good – I mean, he's a good offensive coach, but I don't feel he would be a good fit for Miami. Um, but nevertheless, you can't diminish that he's done a pretty good job at Mississippi State. If my intuition is correct and Mike Gundy was a candidate, he's a guy very successful at Oklahoma State. Charlie Strong, a couple years ago, was the hottest the hottest coach in college football in terms of guys eligible for jobs. I mean, Texas gave him $5 million a year. Um, he was interested in the job for a while um, and was and was there on the board. Um, so right there alone, and I, I don't know if I'm leaving anybody out, but I mean, right there alone, I mean, that's not a bad group now, okay? I mean, and well, we don't no, know who, I mean, well, we no, don't know I mean, who else I mean, might have shown interest, but that's well, not a bad group. I mean, you've got a lot of former NFL head coaches there. I mean – you know, they were talking about Rob Chudzinski for a while, who you know, who's a guy that's been very successful in the NFL and is a former head coach. So you had a lot of pretty pretty darn good coaches, you know, that were that were involved in in this deal. So you know, I don't, I wouldn't put a doom and gloom picture on it. Now that said, um, you know, I'm going to read you something. Uh, you know, I'm not going to obviously tell you who sent it to me, but I'm going to read you something I got. From a coach in the, who's who's in the business, uh-huh. who w- was talking to me today about of, about this job, and what he said was that Miami is not as desirable of a job as what most people down there think it is. Um, established coaches are not going there, and it isn't because they haven't won in like ten years. It's because they don't feel there's a commitment to the program financially, and that's not fair because that's changing with this coaching search. Right. And, right. and they and they don't like the stadium situation. Now, <laughs> I don't but know any come coaches. On, that... Gary, that that stadium situation is kind of played out. I mean, USC plays in a pro stadium. I mean, Pittsburgh. You just saw Pitt. They played a pro stadium. It wasn't packed. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't Listen, mean to cut I, you off. I, I understand, but but. You know, you have to understand too, as I do, that when you have a stadium that's got twenty-five thousand people in it for the last two years for most games, that that's a concern for coaches. And you know, we know the program's been run into the ground. We know Al Golden totally screwed this program when he didn't remake his coaching staff after the Champ Sports Bowl in Orlando a few years ago. You know, we know all these things. We know that you know, probably never should have brought Mark D'Onofrio to Miami with him and all the mistakes that have been made and, and why the community has turned its back on University of Miami football. You know, we're here. We're close to it. We we know all these things. But if you're um, – and pick any coach you want, um, you know, God, like who would everybody have wanted for this job out there? Gary Patterson at TCU. Okay, and you're looking at this, and you can go anywhere you want because you're a hot commodity in coaching – why are you? Why would you should want to be interested in Miami? And and you know I think you got to be honest about it. I think that that's that's the reality. And you ask the question, and that, and that would be my answer. And um, but that said, considering everything that there is to consider, uh, I think you got to be happy with the list of candidates that they were able to drum up for this job. And when you look at it, it's it's really not bad. So let me ask you this, and I'm on this is my last question. Just keep you on hold. 
as far as with this whole, I know you said at the beginning of the show that um, he told Virginia, Maryland, no. So basically the reports coming out of their camp as far as him interviewing. I know someone at ESPN said he was interviewing with Virginia tomorrow. That's not true. Like basically it's like pretty much Miami or you just going to just sit out for this year as far as uh, Mark Rick. I, th- that's, the, that's the information I have right now, yes. It's Miami okay, or Boston. Well, and I think it's you know I think it's very serious with Miami. So okay, well keep you on hold, Gary. Good show, man. And I'll just keep listening. You got it. All right, let's go out now to the th- the three hundred five. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Hello. That's you. Who's this? Hello. That's Hello. you. You're on. Oh hey, how are you? How how are you, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? This is Harold. Hey, Harold. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing just fine, Gary. I'm doing just fine. Um, again, normally I don't call in. Uh, obviously, we've known each other <clears throat> for many years, and uh, you know, I'm not going to get into who I am or background or anything like that. But just uh, you know, somebody who's been very close to the program for many years, been very involved with Dade County High School football, coaching-wise, responsible for South Florida high school football, volunteered uh, and coached with Dennis Erickson for a while and um, still have uh, an opportunity to uh, be around the program. And uh, just, just a couple of thoughts and, you know, just for the listeners and the people out there just about, you know, the program in general, um, you know, obviously it, it, when I, you know, Watching what's happened over the years has been, you know, especially the last 10 to 15 years, obviously it's been disappointing. Um, we've all grown up, well, a lot of us have grown up watching it, Howard bring it back from, from a period where they were getting ready to get rid of football and watching Jimmy and Dennis and everybody's got their own opinions about all of those people. Um, but I just, uh, one thing that people have to understand is uh, what the role of the head football coach is at, at the college level. And I'm not sure that, you know, I mean, people understand it. They see it as a fan. And I really respect the passion that so many of the fans that uh, so-called fans that really want to see university of Miami do well again. And um, just understand is, um, Butch Davis was a was a great football coach. There's no doubt about it. He knows the game. He 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 would have been a good option. And I think we've all looked at that. Everyone thinks that he's the best option um, because everyone feels like he was the one who built everything up. Understand is head football coach, and you know it is only as good as his staff. It's any business. I mean, you run a restaurant. You better have some people in the kitchen who can cook and you better have a staff that can treat people well. And, um, you know, people talk about recruiting and how important it is. Um, believe me, it's, it's part of it, but you better be able to coach those kids up. I mean, we've had some great recruits and great athletes here. We've seen it even in the last four or five years that we've had some outstanding athletes here, but we just haven't had a, opportunity well we've had the opportunity but we just haven't coached them to the you know to their ability and we haven't made them better um you know people all want to talk about that butch developed 
um, all of these first-round draft choices. And, yeah, he was the head man, and he got the credit. But the reality of it is is those kids came in as, you know, freshmen, and he had some great position coaches. And just as Howard had great coaches and Jimmy had great coaches, what made them great was that they surrounded themselves by good coaches, people who could go out and evaluate kids, but more so – Butch Davis did not sit in on every single meeting every single day. He didn't go through the film sessions with the kids. He didn't run every single drill every single day. It was his assistant coaches that developed the kids. They made them better. Butch was was the leader. Okay, but Butch is getting a lot of credit as he was the only person that developed those kids. Give me a good staff uh, with a, a, a good leader. And a person, and remember, your head coach isn't a recruiter. Your head coach is a closer. Okay, um, he has an opportunity to get out and meet with parents when the kids come in for for junior day, for senior day, when they take their visits. When they do that, they can make home in home visits. But the people that are in contact with those kids, the James Coley's, the Mario Cristobal's, and those are the people. Those are the recruit. Your assistants make you look good. But you better be a good closer. And, again, it comes back to staff, Gary. It comes totally back to staff. I I don't know if you were listening um, a few callers ago when when Roland was on. on, I think it was Roland. um, And we were talking about just that. And, you know, I was saying we we were talking about Mark Richt, who it looks like is going to get the job. And it doesn't matter how good of a football coach he is. He he needs to get the right assistance on his staff. And and I don't know. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and I don't know if you share yeah. this opinion. I think he needs some alpha males. He needs some guys like Mario Cristobal and those kind of guys that that'll get after it and 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 are you know so-called alpha males and 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 more high energy, tougher guys than what they've had there the last few years. I I mean, again, some of those guys out there are good, still good friends of mine, good people. Um, I would love to if in fact. You know, and again, I'm not endorsing anybody. I'm not, you know, that's not who and what I am. I would love, you know, I have my own personal feelings on it. Um, if it indeed it is Mark Rick, I would love to see him bring his, I mean, as much as I like, you know, uh, Artie Kehoe, I would love to see him bring his offensive line coach with him who happens to be an outstanding offensive line coach. Okay, I agree with you. Um, I can't even think of it, but his offensive line coach, who he's been, who's, he's had there for a little while, is an outstanding. I mean, you, you watch those guys; they're they're big, they're physical. I don't know who his strength coach is, but the one thing about you know about Georgia, um, you know, maybe they they haven't won national national championships, and you know, here at Miami, you, the you know the so-called fans that Rondo run their banners and, you know, I'm not going to buy season tickets unless we win a national championship. Well, those days, you know, the parity in college football, it's not going to happen every year. Alabama's not going to win it every single year. Ohio State's not. They're, they're going to win a lot of ball games and they're liable to be playing for it. And that's, that's what you want. You know, you know, people aren't satisfied down here that, you know, the University of Miami wants to, you know, it's the same thing as everyone win the Coastal, then win the ACC and go from there. Okay. Can that's, the guy, that's, the guy that you're talking about, that's the offensive line coach, is Rob Sale. Um, yeah. He's only been there one year now. Uh, you know, he just no, got. The well, team. that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Is but he, 
the one thing that Mark Rick has always done is found outstanding. I mean, they they can run the football. They you know they always they had you know he's had some good running backs. But well, you know, let me tell you some. You you make a great point because when um oh man my mind just went blank on their starting running back this year was it um uh not uh the kid who got hurt yeah um, um Chubb Chubb yeah okay when he got hurt and Sony Michelle went went in they didn't have a drop off no so and let me tell you the the guy Mark Brick is always his number one priority has always been a top notch offensive line. All right, that that's he starts with that. He knows that's important because even when you got to throw the football, you've got to protect them. Okay, he want, he want, and being able to get skilled kids down here is not a problem. You know, he he can get he can find receivers. You can he'll be able to coach up the quarterbacks if if in fact that's him. And if it ends up being Butch, if it you know who it, whoever it ends up being, I think they have some outstanding choices. I I know for a fact that. Butch was in it until this happened. Um, I, I know he had a very good interview. You know, so people who think that Butch never really was was a choice. You know, he he unfortunately, I think because he politicked and really went out looking for the job. Everybody there knew that that was an option that they could get him anytime. He made himself a fallback. Okay, by telling everybody, I don't want anything but this the University of Miami job. I'm yours. I want it. I want to be here. This is who and this is what I want. So obviously, if you know you have somebody, then you're going to look for the best you can and know that he beca- he made himself a fallback and he can't. Play, you know, if he's if people are upset about that, it's not the university that made him the fallback. He made himself the fallback. And like I said, Butch, great, great person, great guy. Um, but again, whatever they decide to go with, whoever it ends up being, if it ends up being a Dan Mullen, if it ends up being somebody totally from the outside, you know, the big thing is, is people have to understand is you're not going to win national championships and hopefully the fans will understand. Okay. The banners made absolutely knowing, uh, Blake James, knowing the people there, the banners, absolutely no difference to the administration, to the border direct, to any anybody out there. The only thing it did was it embarrassed the University of Miami on that anytime they were on TV. And the other thing that it did was it hurt recruiting. Because kids you know, kids are at the stadium and they see that and they say, you know, I go to these other places on and the fans are are crazy. They love they love their football team and you know, you don't like the coach, that's fine. But when you try to embarrass the school and you try to embarrass that, that sends a sign, to, you know, to the kids. And it made absolutely – everyone thinks that, you know, that Blake, you know, James fired Al Golden because of the banners. He has no, that, much that, that passion. Has nothing to do with it. He, exactly. No, he has, has as much passion. And truthfully, I mean, again, I'm, I have no axe to grind with any of them. I'm well beyond, you know, all of that. But I'm spending time with him, and I, I, I right, but Harold, probably, Harold, and, yeah, I, and I do, I, you know, I do know who you are, and I know your background. I, so I, I want you to leave us with with a final thought on, on this subject. Mark Richt has been at Georgia for 15 years. He's recruited South Florida. What is the perception and image of Mark Richt amongst the South Florida high school community? 
I think they they respect him. He's he's a straight shooter. He's up front. Guy that can go. You know, if parents meet him, they're going to love him, as they everybody does. Kids are going to like him. Um, the the coaches that know him respect him. Um, they'll respect his staff because they'll do, they'll do it the right way. And like I said, it's if he gets the right people in place, and I think he will. And I totally agree with you. They need to keep one or two people from this staff. Um, and listening to you a little bit earlier, totally with the people that you're possibly talking about. But that that'll be his choice whether or not he brings in his own strength and conditioning people. I think Miami has to get a little stronger. I think, um, but you know, getting back to it, I think I think he will be very very received by the coaches here as he has been in the past. And like I said, the fact is. He has the pipeline to North Florida and has the pipeline to Georgia, all right, which University of Miami has had a few kids in Georgia over the years. Every year they'll get one or two maybe. But what he can bring into recruiting, um, if he puts together, you know, enough of his staff that knows – you know, he, he needs – bottom line is you need Georgia, you need Florida, you need Louisiana, you need Texas, and you need to get your linemen up north. And that's the bottom line. And nothing, nothing will have changed. People who think that it only has to be South Florida <clears throat> only have to go look back at the, the very, very best football team that everybody knows and has that Butch helped recruit. And out of the 22, well, what they call starters, 12 of them are from out of the state of Florida. So mm-hmm. people have to understand is that it doesn't have to be only here, but you can't lose the, the top kids from here. That that that's what Howard tried to say. That's that's what Jimmy said. It's not every single one, but the top ones that you want, you can't lose. All right. Well, hey, thank hey, thank you so much for calling in. Uh, do it do it, right, do it hey, more often, and we appreciate your perspective. Gary, and Gary, everybody needs to know, Gary, you do a great great job in representing University of Miami football. Like I said, we've known each other for I was thinking probably close to thirty years, and but. Uh, Thank you for what you do for University of Miami football. Harold, thank you very much, and thank you for being part of the show. All right. Bye-bye. All right, guys. While we were on that call, I I did just get some new reports in that I want to share with you. Um, I just posted it on the message boards, and um, I mentioned earlier in the show there was a lot of chatter today on the the boards about that plane that went from Opelika Airport to Oklahoma and then came back to Marathon in the Keys. I told you. Um, that piecing a bunch of things together that I thought that there was a chance that Mike Gundy was on that plane, the head coach at OK State, and that Jimmy Johnson was probably accompanying him. Um, I did just get a report from somebody that I would classify as a pretty good source who's telling me that if things fall apart with Mark Richt, that Miami could possibly go back to Mike Gundy. Um, Now, I had another source earlier today that told me that you know, pretty much confirmed that Mike Gundy was in the mix, but told me that they did not think that the search was going to go there, that 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 it was going to end with Mark Richt. So, you know, we'll see how this thing plays out as it goes forward. Um, but I thought I would share that with you at this point. And uh, like I said, I did just post that on the message board at um, canesport.com. All right, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. Uh, let's go out now to 
the uh, seven seven three. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey Gary, it's Billy in Austin. How are you? Hey, what's up, Billy? How you doing tonight? I am well. Uh, first things first. I think it's your your song selections at the beginning of each show are very very underrated. I want to give you credit for that. Oh, thank you, man. I try. I try to come up with something, man. I had some. Uh, I'm, I've got. I've got one in the in the in the can here that we're gonna play. Whether it's tomorrow night or the night after when we do our show to talk about the new coach um, that I was really really fired up that I found, but I couldn't use it tonight because we don't have a coach yet. So. Yeah. Well, it, it's not over. It's not. Uh, it's not. Not appreciated. So um, that was a great call. The guy just had uh, um, great insight. I think. The one thing that you mentioned with Roland on the first call that kind of made my <laughs> my stomach turn a little bit was, you know, the potential to be golden. You know, I think uh, we all know Mark's image of not being well, able to win the big game. Yeah. Um, he's got he's to be different here. He can't just come here yes. and keep doing the same thing he's been doing at Georgia. I mean, he, he's got a great opportunity at Miami with the base that you can recruit from. You got to bring some some alpha dog coaches in here to work with you, and that are going to change the culture that these kids are well, used to, and that are going to recruit. Let's talk about that, and that's that's where, where kind of, I kind of got a little bit uneasy. You know, you mentioned the one guy that we've all heard who he doesn't get along with is a complete alpha male, which is Jeremy Pruitt. You know, he comes from the Saban philosophy then he went to the florida state philosophy where both of those teams have been the most two successful teams record-wise in the last five years that we've seen um so that that is a major concern when i hear i agree with you he needs alphas but how is he going to be able to manage alphas um i think is, is a question that i would present to you um because when you look at all of the previous staff, like the guy that just heralds, all of all of our staff members under those great head coaches were all eventual head coaches elsewhere or coordinators or had a high demand, which Al has had zero of. So what are your thoughts on, on Mark Richt being able to handle seven to eight guys that are not like him, even though that's what's required to be part of this University of Miami you know, job? Well, you know the, the problems that he had with Jeremy Pruitt probably had as as um, probably had the problems he had with Jeremy Pruitt probably had as much to do with him losing his job as you know any, anything that's been going on at, at Georgia and uh, you know I've seen stuff where the relationship was described as toxic and yeah. um, you know I'm not quite sure of of all the details and I'm and I'm trying to. To browse for those right now, as 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 we're talking, because I I just haven't but had he, time. He's the kind of guy. Jeremy Pruitt is the kind of guy that would been would have been on a Jimmy staff in his you know his mid to upper thirties, who's going to eventually who's a good coach. It's going to have high demand. A lot of CEOs, you know, they don't like to be threatened by their you know by their staff. They want to have stars, but it's still their show, especially in the, in, in the industry of college coaching where ego is. <laughs> a very, very big piece of that puzzle. Um, so, you know, Golden didn't have any of the alphas. Golden wasn't an alpha. You know, one thing that you said that made me somewhat happy was that Mark Rickson can be tougher than he appears to be. Um, you know, when he was at Miami before they became 
really, really good. So I guess my question to you is how much of the University of Miami tradition and culture and requirements of the job do you, do you genuinely think he understands? You know, he's been around long enough that he should understand. You know, and 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 I, you know, I don't know all the ins and outs of the problems that they were having there. And I, and I don't think it's fair to say, you know, Mark Rick doesn't like a tough football team or anything along those lines because they've been a tough football team. I mean, you heard Harold on the last call talk about how they, they've always played tough up front. They run the football. They've had very successful running backs in that program. And you know, so that's tough offensive football, and the offense is Mark Rick's baby. Um, the, the, I'm not concerned there, about his play. I'm, I'm concerned no, I'm, about I'm him managing. About, you know, I, I just don't know that it's fair to, to you know, th- that he gets labeled a soft coach or anything like that. And I don't know if anybody has properly characterized the problems that he was having with Jeremy Pruitt. I mean, some of the accounts that you that you read, and I'm reading one right now, um, where you know, Fran Tarkington was quoted, and he said this about Jeremy Pruitt. I think he's come over and been very boisterous, been very loud. I think he's taken advantage of things over there. He personally has hired four of the assistant coaches over there, including the weight guy. I'm not a great fan of Jeremy Pruitt. That has not been a good workable solution. Um, you know, and so, you know, I had, like I said, I haven't had time to to read a hundred different of accounts uh, of this, but you know, there's two sides to every story. And, you know, I just don't think it's fair to to necessarily classify Mark Rick as a soft coach because they have been a tough team uh, a but, lot of times. It's a soft but I manager. Agree, as you know, I think he needs to hire tough coaches and guys that that are especially tough on the recruiting trail. Yes, and he's done that. Again, it's not so much that I'm worried about our team is going to play soft like they currently do. I am more worried about as a manager of a staff that needs – a lot of um, testosterone and a lot of alpha males, not to be, able to be able to handle that stuff. I and mean, maybe Jeremy Pruitt is just a really not a good person. Maybe he's just not a good fit. I don't know. So I'm just listening to that one example. Maybe I'm reading into it too much. Um, he, could, he could be one of these coaches that's too much about himself, too. Correct. You know, a lot of and times that, you, know, you, guy, you think he's a great coach. He's got a good reputation. You know, he wants Correct. to be a head coach. And, he, you know, he makes his job all about himself. Look at me. Look at Correct. me. Because he wants to be a head coach. And, and that, that, like I said, I could be reading into it too much. It's just more of, but Jeremy Pruitt has that alpha male, you know, those tendencies that we, that we desperately lack down here. Let me shift gears real, real quick here. One thing I think that, you know, not everyone's thrilled with, you know, the candidate. If you put in a perspective from five years ago who our finalists were, between Randy Etzel, Mark Tressman, and Al Golden, who have all been fired since Golden was hired, this is a – 180 of a, of a of a talent pool from a head coaching standpoint. I agree, and that you know, and, and that's I forgot who it was that, that mentioned it. Um, you were talking, I think it was maybe Greg. You know that the University of Miami is not that of attractive of a job. I think the media I think a lot of coaches are just not as informed enough as they need to be because of how bad the image was with you know with our facilities. I think if you were able to get some of these these big names on campus and they actually, you know, listened, I think they'd be, you know, quietly surprised that this job is a lot better than it's made out to be. 
Well, you, you can't argue uh, how bad the stadium situation is. I mean, you know, I, I agree the facilities are better than people yes. think they are. Uh, I think the university is willing to make the financial commitment to the program that maybe it was not willing to make in the past. I don't see that as an issue. Uh, if a coach is concerned about the stadium, I think he's justified. I, I think, but but I will say this: the University of Miami has never put in, has never put a representative product in that stadium ever since the day they went there, okay? And until yeah. they do, until they put a team that's representative and good enough and is competing for the ACC championship year after year and winning some of the time and, and getting into the college football playoff and being relevant on a national level, they can't make an honest judgment about the validity of Sun Life Stadium. Correct. And I think, you know, and the more I think about it, Mark Rick, I think he's the, you know, the type of guy that can get us in the coastal, you know, or the ACC discussion every year. Now, then the question is, can he win, you know, the big games that are going to be, you know, required to to advance? But he has a proven track record of nine-plus wins over a long time in a tough conference. So I think, if anything, he's going to elevate us. Are we all convinced here that he's the guy that's going to get us to, to double-digit wins every year and being in the playoff? That's where I think you're getting a little bit of hesitation from the fan base because he hasn't. He's been. You know, he's had all these great so on so-called overrated teams and has never kind of gotten gotten over the hump. Last question to you. I think I want to give the kids some credit. I mean, there was a game this past week in which we did win on the road. Um, you know, the first half was obviously very a lot better than the second, which we've seen over and over and over with this staff. You know, I watched some of the videos in the locker room afterwards. This team really likes Larry Scott. I watched when Clay Helton got got promoted. The kids went nuts. Obviously, it's not the case. But what, what to you, Gary, is the the biggest thing that Larry Scott has been able to do with these kids that Al Golden did not to get them to buy in and win? Well, I think he just did a good job of keeping them together, you know, and he, he, he keeping everybody focused on the task at hand and – playing for each other. You know, I, I think that, the, you know, lots of times when a group of people go through adversity, they have a tendency to sort of, I guess, feed, maybe feed is the right word, like, you know, feed off each other mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, and and sort of reach out to each other for, for strength and comfort uh, in a very uncertain time. I mean, these are young kids. These are 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old kids. They don't know who their coach is going to be. They don't know if their position coaches are going to be back going into the future. You've got kids that are uncertain about their own futures. Do I go declare for the National Football League? Do I not? Uh, there's a lot going on on that football team right now. And uh, so I think what Larry Scott did so successfully was he brought them all together and, and kept them together and, and kept them playing for each other. And let's face it, they, they're better than, than than those teams they played other than North Carolina. And, you know, uh, Al got fired after Clemson, but they're, they're better than every team they played down the stretch um, other than the Tar Heels. And, and, and they should have won those games and they did. So congratulations. Those, to were, them games, for doing those were games that Al Golden would have lost, would have lost. Yeah. If he was still here, there's not one ounce in my body that's convinced that he finishes four and one because he's never finished no wrong. No doubt about it, and I think that was never more more uh, prevalent than in the Georgia Tech game and in the Pittsburgh game, which were tough physical type games where those kids had to come to play 
and and be invested in that game to prevail and let their talent take over, and they they were able to do that. And 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 yes, that's a tribute to Larry Scott. So with that said, here's my last question, and you can put me on hold. No, I'm you know, saying I know no right saying, now because I know what you're going to ask me. Does that mean Larry Scott should be the head coach going forward? No, it's not. It, it's, it's similar. No, but with what he's done, nobody's talking about it. Miami's irrelevant. Are you hearing? I mean, he should be getting recognized for other jobs as a head coach, should he not? He's he's, he's not at that point in his career yet. You know, let's face it. There's there's a big difference between doing what he did, uh, taking over a program that's already you know got a working staff and a working infrastructure and holding it together for four or five weeks, than having to be the CEO of the entire thing, the recruiting. you know, everything else top to bottom. I mean, you know, if Larry Scott had to do it and there was nobody else, could he be a a coach right now that might win seven, eight games a year? Uh, Yeah, probably is. But I mean, could he not go to like bowling? Like if the, if the Dino Babers guy went somewhere, could he not go to bowling green and, and, you know, he's winning winning the golden way. Yes. I, I, I think that somebody might take note of what he's done here. And, there's no question that this might have elevated his career, but the the fact that he's not a coordinator uh, probably works against him in that regard. Sure. Okay. Great. Well, I just wanted to, to give him a, you know, a shot of recognition because I know we're all wrapped up in this search, but at the end of the day, he did something that Al couldn't do in five years. It, and he deserves every bit of the credit. Thanks for being part of the show. Thanks, man. Got it. All right, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. Let's go to the 256 now. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Yo, what's going on, Gary? Doing good, doing good. Who's this? <laughs> Yo, this is Juan from Alabama, man. Hey, what's up, Juan? What's going on up in Bama uh, tonight? Not too much, man. You know, they enjoying their victory over Auburn and, you know, steady criticizing my Kings about not having a coach and being 8-4. and four. So, they're usual. Well, they, they, but, they should uh, be happy. Miami didn't come and take Crystal Ball away from them. And, um, <laughs> and, and, th- and thank goodness Miami didn't come and take Lane Kiffin away from them. Yeah, they, so they, don't, they don't really care about neither one of those guys, for real, Gary. It's all about Nick Saban, you know. That's all, that's that's their guy. But speaking on that, man, uh, if Mark Rick comes here, since well, since I brought up uh, Nick Saban, now say we say he does come here, and it, I mean it all depends on what kind of staff he puts together. Whether we can, you know, get back to to the dominant part, you know, like Miami used to be, but. Say he gets there to the uh, to play Alabama. I mean, how many times has he choked against these guys? And you see, they up there every year in the playoffs or BCS, whatever. And you know, you got to beat him. You got to beat Alabama. I mean, can he do it at Miami if he comes to Miami? Um, let, let me say this: I, I think at Miami, he has the chance to build a stronger roster than what he had at Georgia. And Georgia's one of the best jobs in the country, and they they they're always have good football teams. Um, but let's be honest, the recruiting territory around the University of Miami going north, the state of Miami, as people call it, is a better recruiting territory than the 50-mile radius around Athens, Georgia. Okay, And he's going to have a chance, if he hires the right staff, to recruit very well here. 
You know, I think he'll get respect of the high school community very, very quickly, and he'll have a chance to recruit well. It's all about the staff. Like our caller a couple of calls ago, Harold, said, it is all about the staff. He must hire a good coaching staff. So, so you know, just to, just to get your input on it, who you think would could put a better staff together, Butch Davis or Mark Rick? I think both are capable. You know, Mark Rick's he's a respected guy. I mean, he's he, you know, he's been a uh, a top shelf college coach, certainly a top 10 coach in college football for 15 years. You know, why shouldn't he, why shouldn't people want to come coach under him? I mean, if if we I mean, like how much money is Miami going to spend cuz if you, you whatever know you're going to have to pay him, so what, I mean, they're going to have to pay him. You got to get good coordinators, it's going to cost money. They're going to have to pay him in the neighborhood of $4 million a year, which they're prepared to do. And they're probably going to have to increase their assistant coach budget in the ballpark of a $1 million above what it's been in the past. And and, right. and, and and they're prepared to do it. It's not a lot of money. It's like, look, you're paying Al Gold in two five, okay? Now you're going to have to pay Mark Richt $4 million, okay? And – sorry, I take a quick drink of water. So – you're going to have to pay Mark Rick $4 million, so that's $1.5 million more than what you were paying Al Golden. Okay, And let's say you have to add a million dollars. Let's say you have to add a million and a half dollars to your coaching budget. That's $3 million. Now, if this team wins, you're going to make up a lot of that money by more people coming to the stadium. You know, let's say let's use a uh, let's use a modest number. Let's say 5,000 fans times 7 games. Let's say they sell 35,000 extra tickets just because the, simply because the team is better. And let's say the average price of those tickets is 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 $50. Okay? That's 1.7 yeah. million dollars right there. Okay? That's 1.7 million of the 3 million extra that you're laying out right there. Now, your your booster donations should go up if the team becomes more successful. So, you're really not talking about the university having to subsidize athletics all that much. I mean, they've got more Adidas money now than they've ever had before. So, you put all of that together, there is no reason in the world why the University of Miami athletic program can't make this investment and that they should make it back. You know, by having a more successful team. Now, where they get hurt is if it doesn't work and the hire turns out to be a bad hire and the team doesn't get better and people don't come to the stadium and people stop donating their money. Now you have a problem. But, you know, beyond that. Oh, well, we get everything it, figured out, man. They got it so, figured out. So if we. They, they just need well, him to come through. If he's the guy, they need him to come through. They need him to hire a good coaching staff. They need him to put a good product on the field, which will put more people in the stadium, and everything will be great. All right, so if we find out tomorrow, uh, how long is the, the coaching show going to be tomorrow? Kane Sport Live? Yeah. Oh, we'll do three hours tomorrow night if it, if it, if it, if it happens tomorrow. All right, Gary, you can keep me on hold, man. But, you know, I just hope if, if he comes here, I hope he puts together a terrific staff because, as I said last week, and I, I keep telling these guys down here, I want Bama. I want them on a platter. We got to <laughs> get them, Gary. I'm tired of them. We got to right. get them. I'm Fair enough. You. All right, keep me on hold. All right. 
All right, it's after 9 o'clock. A couple things I want to point out. The Miami basketball team is get, is playing right now in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. They're up at Nebraska. Um, the uh, the game that was on ESPNU has now ended. It went into overtime. So uh, looking for them to pretty immediately here switch over to the Miami-Nebraska game. So those of you that are interested in Kane's basketball can put your TVs on while you listen to the show and we'll monitor that Miami-Nebraska game. Um, I also want to give you guys a, pro- a program note. Oh, they did just make that switch. Miami's up right now 9-3 to um, with 15-42 left in the first half at Nebraska. Um, but uh, next Tuesday night, if I'm not mistaken, and let me double-check my calendar on this to make sure I'm not making a mistake. Yeah, but next Tuesday night, the Canes are playing the Gators in basketball. And I'm assuming a lot of you want to go to that game, and I'm assuming I'm going to want to go to that game. So I'm probably going to move Kane Sport Live to Wednesday night next week. So just um, mark that in your calendar that we'll probably move it to Wednesday night, uh, December the 9th um, next week. I'm sure we'll be talking a lot about recruiting by then um, and the bowl game and stuff. But uh, So just make a mental note of that, that we're going to move Kane Sport Live to Wednesday next week in deference to the um, – the Miami-Florida basketball game that'll be taking place at the Buck. All right, let's go to the two four zero now. You're now live on King Sport Live. Good evening, Gary. What's going on, man? This is D Black. Hey, what's up, D Black? You know, I had a guy talk to me about you today who listens to the show every week, and you know, he said, "Man, you should give D Black an hour." So I love <laughs> they, they, they they love you, D Black. Well, whoever it was. If they're listening, I appreciate it. I really do. <laughs> so talk to us. What you got tonight? Um, I really have – I don't have nothing from a schematical scheme standpoint because, you know, we're, we're so far beyond that now. It doesn't even matter what the defense is playing. But it was one play in particular that I saw Corn Elder that he didn't make or didn't even make an attempt to make. And that kind – to me – Symbolize you're not ready to go to the NFL and play corner because in, in the NFL you got to be able to support the run or you got to be able to support the run and you got to be willing to support the run. And there was one play where you know they ran a, a, a basic power, a power, you know, power lead play shot in there and he kind of stopped and hesitated where he could have made the tackle in the backfield and he stopped and I noticed that and I was like, ah, you you need another year, you you need another year. But um, the Mark Rick thing, I'm kind of. I was talking to Kane Kane earlier. If you Kane Kane, if you listening, shout out to you, homie. I was talking to Kane Kane earlier. We were talking about the Mark Rick situation and everything. And I don't really know how to feel about it. You know, I don't. I guess. I guess because my heart, my heart was, my heart was set on Butch. You know what I'm saying? My heart was set on was set on Butch, and then I was breaking it down to KK, and I was like, everybody talks about Butch in the 2001 team. I said, but if you think about it, Butch was responsible not only for not only for the 2000 2001, he was responsible for the 2002 and 2003 team that played Florida State in the Orange Bowl, because all his players were still on that squad, so. Butch recruiting had longevity past the 2001 team. The 2001 team 
yes, gets the pub because that's arguably the greatest college football team ever, ever, no doubt about it. But he still had he still had great players that he recruited on them on those other squads as well. Um, and then I threw this out there for Kane Kane. I had to threw this out there, and I'm gonna throw it out there to you too, Gary. Just see what you say. And I was like, say Butch was the coach, or say say Mark gets the, the head coaching guy. What's wrong? What's wrong with having someone like Larry Scott as the coach in waiting and keeping him at or keeping him as your recruiting coordinator? He's done a hell of a job so far. He's four and one. Al Gordon was four and three, right? He does a great job with the tight ends. Look how the tight end, the tight ends are emerging, especially in the uh, uh, Joko. Mm-hmm. He he already has the respect of, of a lot of the South Florida high school coaches and recruiters. So that just bodes well for him. And if he was a coach in waiting, he gets to learn how to become a, a CEO a little more, you know what I'm saying, from a great coach like a Butch or a Mark or a Mark or a Butch, however you want to throw it in there, or even a, a Mike, Mike Gundy. Just, just throwing it out there. Not saying that it happened, but I was always saying because I know you was always talking about like have a coach in waiting so the University of Miami can have a 10-year plan. And I'm like, wow, this guy is right here in our own backyard under our nose. Why not give him consideration? What do you think about that? I, I just don't think, you know, it's just not going there. I mean, you know, you, you, they're not at this point. The the the, um, the University of Miami is not going to sit and 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 say that Larry Scott is the future of the program. I mean, he did a phenomenal job in the time that he filled in, but you have to keep your eye on the prize, so to speak, and on the big picture. And, you know, they're they're looking for a big time established name in coaching to come in here, get this program's infrastructure straightened out and and have the capability to win. And and you know, Larry Scott has no track record in that regard. He you know, he coached 5 games won four of them against average ACC teams, and and they're 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 reaching higher than that. And he, right now, he that's just not where he is in his career. Now, you know, like no. I said before, I, you know, I think that you know he did you know stand himself in good stead, and and that this is going to help him as he progresses going forward. Um, but you know, right now, he's just not in the big picture plan. Now, that doesn't mean he won't be retained. No, no, no. I understand that. That's not, I wasn't saying give him the head coaching job right now. I know he's not ready. He's not well, ready for that. But you want he's to make him a coach in waiting to whom? Well, 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 I was saying if Butch, like how you were saying Butch and Mario, well, Mario's not coming. So I'm like saying if Butch is, say if Butch was the guy, Butch is 64, right? So you were saying if Mario was here, give, let Butch run it for five and let Mario run it for whenever. So I was, I was basically saying that if Butch was coming and was keeping Larry, let Bush run it. Let Larry learn under Bush for five years. Let him get five more years of training under a good coach, not under Al. It did go wrong. But I get, I get where you're coming from. I was just throwing that out there. I was in devil's advocate, just throwing a monkey wrench in the system. But um, I made me forget my train of thought, Gary. I was about to hit you with something real good, and you made me forget that fast. Um, <laughs> oh, this is what I want to ask, ask you. Remember we spoke maybe a couple of weeks ago, and I was saying if Butch gets the job, you said Butch is guaranteed just about to bring an extra 10,000 10, fans to the stadium? Remember you saying that? I, I, yeah, I think so. All right. 
Now I ask you the same question. How many does things Mark does Rick Mark Rick guarantee? On face yeah. value, probably not. But if Mark Rick comes in and starts winning, I think you'll see attendance improve. I, I think that there's going to be a natural excitement for something new. Uh, but, you know, you got to win. There, there's no doubt exactly. about that. And I'm not, I'm not dogging Mark Rick. I mean, because you play for the U. I like him. He's a great offensive mind. You know, he always had good teams in Georgia. It's, you know, he couldn't get over the hump. And, 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 I, know, and I know people say that about Butch, too. But if people, if people, if people remember, in 2000, we should have been playing Oklahoma in the national championship. We got robbed. If Butch Whitney went to Cleveland, he'd have been playing Nebraska, right? He'd have been playing Nebraska. If yep. he was still here, we had to beat the brakes off Ohio State. So Butch could have particularly had three three national titles. He has one by default because that was his team, right? That was his team. And pretty much that was his team in 2002 that went also because those still his players. So he's, he he had pretty much two teams that or three teams that should have played in that three teams that should have played for the national title. Two of them did. Mark Rip Mark Rip has never played for a national title. Mark Rip has never recruited the players that Butch has recruited and Butch's staff because Butch still got to hire those assistants. So, right, and Mark Rick, he's always had a top 10, you know say top 15 recruitment class. Not downing him. I, I, if he comes, I think he's doing a good job. But I'm just putting the facts out there because a lot of people get cloudy, and now a lot of people, you know, I've been reading certain message boards, you know, they kind of like, oh, butch who, butch this. They, they forget. Everybody thinks, just think of that 2001 team. But don't forget, that same talent that he recruited was on the 2002 Three fourteen until Sean Taylor and all of them left. That's when all the other coaches had to bring their own players. And then you've seen the drop-off. The longest Butch players was in the program, we were always in the top five ranking. But once his players, all his players left, that's when the program started to slide. So all I'm saying is, Mark Rick, you got a great record. You've been at Georgia for 15 years. you got a great record. Imagine if Butch was at Miami for 15 years. Just think about that. Yes. Um, you know, I, I was just thinking about the, your, your your initial question, and and I think a good analogy would be Jim Laranaga and the Miami basketball program. You know, Laranaga came in. Everyone was excited to have a new coach. Glad Frank Hate's gone. But it didn't really have an immediate impact on the attendance or anything along those lines at the beginning. But – you know, he comes in and is, then he, you know, he, he goes through his, his first year and then second year they have that great team. They go to the Sweet 16 and now there's more people are getting interested. More kids are coming to the camps. You know, yada yada right. yada. Now here we are. Flash forward a couple more years and they're selling out the arena. They they've sold out right. the arena on, the, on season tickets. And and so I think that that's you know probably the best analogy or way to look at you know, what a potential Mark Rick situation would be like. I don't think it's, I don't think that there's going to be the surge of excitement in, in the community that maybe hiring Butch Davis might've brought, but if Mark comes in and improves the product and they're playing exciting football next year and he's coaching offense, you know, like he's certainly capable of doing and, and he brings in a good defensive coordinator and they're one of the best teams in the ACC. Then I think people will start to come out again. 
I mean, no doubt. I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you, Cole Harley, no doubt. I'm just, I'm playing devil's advocate tonight. You know, I'm just getting, I want, I'm getting people to use that muscle that, that's in our head. It's called a brain. Just to think a little bit, you know, but I'm not down on Mark Rip. If he comes, I'm happy. I, I, I respect him as a coach. I respect his pedigree. I respect his record. I respect what he did at Georgia. Just wish you'd have won more of the big games at Georgia. And no doubt. Knows, but, 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 but you know what? D. Black, there's not a perfect candidate out there. I mean, who's no, the perfect yeah, candidate? You're right. Nobody. Like, nobody's a perfect candidate. And one thing I can say about Mark, he's played at the University of Miami, so he knows he knows what it's like to be down here. And he's been a part of that Miami-Florida State rivalry as a player and as a coach when he was at Florida State. So he knows the importance of winning that game. So, you know, that, that bodes well, and, and he can recruit. And, like, you know, like the past few callers earlier tonight, as long as he hires, brings it in, like you said, a bunch of alphas, a bunch of alphas on his staff that will put foot to these some of these players' asses to get them going. You know, if you're a five-star, it's time for you to start to do the play like a five-star. You know, and, and I mean, and I think we, we as fans, we just want we just want to win. You know, we want to win. We just want we just want them to put a good product on the field so we can be happy. You know what I'm saying? So we can start beating our chest amongst amongst our peers when college football season rolls around and we start dropping 50, 50 points and giving out donuts on people. That's what we want. That's all. That's all we want. If it's Butch, if it's Mark, then so be it. But if it's Mark. Then Mark, come down. Let's get this thing going because it's it's been long enough. You know, you've been at Georgia for 15 years, but University of Miami is where you played. So, this is your school. So come back and help resurrect your school and get us back to the top of college football. And on that note, Gary, I'm gonna be on Florida next week because my son is playing in the AYF Nationals, uh, the national championship in uh, youth football. So I'll be in Kissimmee, Florida. Uh, all next week. So when I be calling, I be calling from Kissimmee on Wednesday. Uh, hopefully by that time, Mark will be our Mark will be our coach, or whoever will be our coach, and we could talk about recruiting and the coaching staff and whatever, whoever. And uh, to the rest of my Kane brother, and hey, keep it keep it light, keep it light, keep it classy. And uh, I I get up with y'all next week, Gary. Keep me on hold. All right, man. Thanks for being part of the show, as always. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight six four six five nine five two zero four eight we got a filled-up board of callers tonight, so let's uh, you know try to keep our comments as tight as we possibly can so we can get as many guys on here over the next hour and 35 minutes or so um, that we continue on with the show. Let's go to the 678. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, how you doing? Doing good. Who's this? This 23 Daddy Kane, man. What's happening? What's going on, Mr. Herndon? How's everything? Not much, man. I'm chilling, enjoying your show as always. Well, you're 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 a great guy to to talk tonight because um, <laughs> if uh, you've got what looks like to be a leading candidate from the state of Georgia, getting yeah, ready I knew to, you was to be, say that. <laughs> be, the, be the head coach of the Hurricanes and uh, coach, you know, of course, your son for the next couple of years. And uh, what is the perception? Before you get to what you're calling about, I'm going to interview you tonight. Uh, what is the perception <laughs> of the football guys in the state of Georgia about Mr. Mark Richt? To be honest with you, 
and I know kids on, you know, Georgia's team. Of course, my kids played with them. Um, and the perception is they love the guy. I heard people talking about – I heard you talking about earlier, needing an alpha male, and you were right on the money about it. He is tough when he needs to be. Um, he, he's more of a laid-back coach, man, but uh, the kids in UGA love him. I mean, they all gravitate towards the guy, um, not just for his spirituality, but just for his uh, leadership, um, being there for the kids, but they love him. I mean, you know, so I can't say enough about him. Well, that's good to hear. So you'd be excited and, uh, if he got you'd be excited if he got the job and was going to coach Chris the next couple of years. Oh yeah, definitely, um, definitely. And then, of course, he has the Miami ties, which is one thing that everybody wanted was a coach in there with the Miami ties. He, you know, went there, played there. I mean, but the key thing is, like I talked about last week, and you mentioned it earlier, it's going to be the staff. You know, what kind of staff is he going to bring in? And that's going to be the, the overwhelming uh, deciding factor on him going forward. Who's he going to bring in? Of course, it would be great if he brought Cristobal in, offensive line coach. And that's what I told you last week. I want to see the guys, this, the, the, the alum that are going to commit to the U. It's going to say, hey, I'm going to come there because it's that important to me. Now, since I've been on hold and stuff, I've been all over the internet checking everything out. And this is stuff that I did not know until I started searching for it. And then, you know, I'll say one thing. Everybody loved Bash and Al Golden. I'm going to always be a proponent for him. He's a good guy, good coach. And, you know, I'll stop there because everybody that calls in is going off on this dude like he was the worst coach in the world. If you go to different websites, you'll see you know, you got to look at the salaries, and this is something I had to look into myself because I didn't notice. Look at the salary that he's making, that he was making. He was number 47 in the country. But you look at the teams that beat us, Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina, and you look at their head coach salary, Florida State is number 15, their head coach Jimbo Fisher, Clemson head coach is number 22. But also look at the assistant coach's salary. And that's where you're going to tell – and this is an old saying. You get what you pay for. So if you got an offensive coordinator that you're paying $300,000, and that's just a number I'm throwing out there, and you want him to compete with an offensive coordinator like at Florida State that's getting $3.3 million, I mean, in essence, you get what you pay for. You hit on it earlier, and I just found out. The university – was lowballing the coaches. They didn't put money into the program, and they expected great things from the program. If you don't invest any money in anything, you're going to get what you pay for. And that's a life lesson. That's not about football. You know, I work for a telecommunications company. That's with anything. You get what you pay for. And he was handicapped with that, you know, in that aspect because they didn't want to pay him. They didn't want to pay his assistant coaches. But, I, you know, that will be the last thing I say because I don't – you know, I love the guy. I don't want people going in bashing and this, this, and this. But the bottom line up front, you get what you pay for. And, and that's a university's – a university problem. So now what they're going to do now from, you know, everybody's upset, now they're going to invest money. Now they're talking about kicking the salary of the head coach up, which is going to kick up. And, and listening to you, they got the money. 
So why wouldn't you? Why would you expect to put a winning product on the field when you're not paying the money for a winning product? It's, it's yeah, a you hard know, reality. I'm, but. I'm sure you heard the way I just broke it down, and you know, I had never really like thought thought it through to that point. And when you think about how little money in in, in the scope of things that they're really having to add to the kitty to bring themselves up to speed with with the rest of college football. Uh, the thing I don't understand, and I you know I would have to ask this I guess of Blake and 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 I will try to do so when, when I get a chance. Is why has it taken so long? You know, it, it, it's like, and and I'm not saying you know you don't hire a coach saying oh geez I got you know money to burn and. I'm going to go and I, you know, I, I'm going to pay my coach $5 million, to pay my coach five million because I want to prove to my fan base and everybody else in college football that I'm serious with my program. Like you, nobody goes into hires like that and thinks about it like that. When they hired Al Golden, he didn't command more than the two million or so that they've been paying him two and a half million here the last few years. So, but 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 the, but the question, you know, that I have is that to be in the upper echelon and to hire those types of people that are considered at that level, they really don't have to spend that much more money. No, no, not much more than they're spending now. And that's a great point. And that's why I was heading with that, but you didn't want to do it before. So now you throw this coach and his entire staff under the bus and Miami, let's face it, Miami has the money, five national championships. You, you are Miami, but you don't want to spend the money and everybody and, and coaches go and come, but everybody's trying to strike lightning in a bottle. I'm going to pay this guy $400,000, and let's hope he's the next biggest offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator. No, it, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work that, it doesn't work like that in any facet of life. Al Golden Al Golden lucked into hiring Mario Cristobal a few years ago and, and was able to get him into the program and – they let him leave for Alabama. Now I know Alabama came in with the Brinks truck and and you know has paid mm-hmm. him an enormous yeah. amount of money and you know I think he's making you know seven hundred thousand with bonuses and everything else over there. Um, and when he left Miami, he was made, they were paying him about one fifty. But I think if Al Golden had gone in and basically told Blake James, I'm not leaving your office till you come up with another three hundred thousand dollars that I need to keep Mario because Mario is important to my staff. I think Mario Cristobal never would have left the University of Miami and uh very short sighted on them, you know, back then and you know, I think it's I think had a guy like that stayed in the program, he might have made a, enough of a difference in recruiting that uh Coach Golden might still be the head coach here. So All right, uh, now now dig this and the same token, like you just said, when Al Golden came in, he was above his pay grade. So how would he look going in and telling somebody, now, mind you, he's only making two-something million a year. But now you're going to go in and stand up for a guy and tell him, hey, you need to, you know, so he wouldn't have done that. Nobody in business would have done that. He was so grateful that he got that two-something million. But for him to bow his chest out, and he hadn't done anything um, for another guy saying, hey, I need this, this, and this, it would have just been a ripple effect, and he wouldn't have had no leverage in that play. So that's why, you know, it didn't happen. And like you said, Crystal Ball left. Because my Alabama came in and and brought the Brink, Brinks truck and and gave all this money out, but you know I don't know if you want to put you know 
websites out there. Of course, because while I was on hold, I was, you know, on this USA Today dot com sports website that broke down. I mean, it was intense. It, it broke down 2014 every assistant coach salary. It broke it down to the, how much the school pay them, how much other pay is, total pay, and max bonuses. So if anybody, you know, I don't like talking anything without facts. So if anybody want to check that out and go through that list, and you'll see what they're making and how they're making their money, and you'll see Miami is well down on the list. Our assistant coaches are well down on the list. Below, of course, Florida State that beat us, Clemson that stomped us, and North Carolina. So, I mean, that's why I say you get what you pay for. I had a, another couple of points that I, I'm just listening to that, you know, a, a lot of people was making comments about. And everybody knows if you build a team, when you're building a team, you start with your quarterback. If you got a good quarterback, then you go to your skill positions. But the most important thing is that offensive line because defensive players are going to come to a team that can score. So if, if you start building your team, you've got to look at that offensive line. You've got to look at the coaching for that offensive line. You've got to start mm-hmm. in those three different areas. But, you know, and, and that will bring your defensive players and, hey, look at that. We got the number two quarterback in the nation. We got this. So your defensive people are going to come. And you got to realize, and, and this is a part of, and I hate it, you know, it's a sacrificial lamb type thing. Coach Golden had to be sacrificed for the mistakes made by the previous, by the previous coaching staff, Randy Shannon and all of them. But the key is, is that, like you always state and everybody calls in, when you're losing the talents of a Dalvin Cook that's in your backyard, three-something miles away from your university, and you're losing him to other schools, that wasn't Al Golden's fault. Nothing that Al could have did um, legally would have kept Dalvin Cook there. Everybody needs to realize that the pecking order went you know, especially Florida State and the run that they were on, Florida State, Florida, Miami. And, and that's the pecking order. So those are the kind of talents that you – top-tier kids was going to Florida State because of the run they had. Next tier, second tier is going to Florida. Third, maybe even fourth tier was going to Miami. And, and that's just a fact that everybody got a grip and come to grips with. You've got to realize that because of the mess that was left by the previous coaching staff. The one caller, you know, and, you know, I'm calling in because I'm a fan, but he was mentioning Mark Rigg, and everybody loved Butch Davis. But the one thing he started talking about was what Mark Rigg did at Georgia and how he was doing certain things and can't get over the hump and beating Alabama, and that's true. But what they got to realize is, you know, as beloved, you know, I don't want to offend anybody, as beloved as Butch Davis is, he didn't get over the hump. But what that caller did was he stated that he gave Butch Davis a pass for teams that won after Butch Davis left, that Butch Davis put together, but he wasn't there. But he didn't, he didn't give the same uh, concession to Mark Rick because he's consistent. There's a difference in, in being a splash and being consistent. You can look at Mark Rick's record over the last 15 years, and he's consistent. Yeah, he couldn't get over the hump. And that was one of my big things about it. But he was consistently winning. Yes, Florida, and, you know, this will probably upset a lot of people too, but I I don't want to do that. But 
we got to realize that everybody in the state of Florida is not the best athlete coming out. I mean, the way people call in and talk about these recruits in Florida, and I'm, and like I said, I always give proof of what I'm saying. Go online and look these guys up. Look up their 40 time. Look up their bench press. Look at their squats. Look at look at all of the intangibles. I mean, I, I hated to say that, but it's been getting on my nerves because everybody that calls in from the state of Florida, and especially South, just thinks that every hot – Every hot football player is from South and, and South Florida and from Florida. Give us a break. I mean, I don't want to get into it, but your starting quarterback's not from Florida. Your best two tight ends are not from Florida. You got so many kids on this team that's, guess what, not from Florida. But, you know, that's not saying anything to get in. I don't want anybody calling in and going off. I'm just saying you you can't set up those barriers when you have a team full of kids not from Florida. And please, again, research the teams that won the national titles and find out before you call in going all off on me, find out how many kids were on those teams that wasn't from Florida but started. You know, right. and, and we – Mr. Herndon, just, you know, to yeah. – uh, When Chris was in high school, was he recruited by Georgia at all? Actually, yes, he was. Yeah. Did, 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 did you have a chance to go up to Georgia with him or anything at any time on any recruiting visits? No, nope, no. Nope. Um, actually, at that time, Norcross won for the second year in a row Mark Rick's big seven-on-seven tournament. And talking to Georgia coaches up there, they came to me, hey, Mr. Herndon, they're going to offer him as soon as he come off this field for seven-on-seven, this, that, and the other. And that's why I always tell people it goes a long way when you commit to kids because after that, I got a phone call from the the recruiter from Norcross area, uh, McClellan, Charles McClellan, whatever, uh, they wanted him to come to their dog night because that's how everybody is. We do it with the Al Golden camp. Every school do it. They want those guys to offer them at their camps. When they, So he got invited to the dog night. And they were hot on him. Of course, you know, his brother Lorenzo Carter is there. It was a big deal. And he, of course, started talking him into coming to the dog night, but he had already committed to Miami. And like I told you before, my son was like, hey, I'm not going to make a big production out of recruiting. He's going to commit. He wasn't going to change his mind. And the Georgia coaches called his position coach at Norcross trying to get him to at least come up to dog night. And because he was already committed to Miami, he was like, no, he wasn't interested. So, yeah, they came after him. Oh, they, you know, they definitely – because they got to see him two years in a row. And, you know, as a proud dad, I'll stick my chest out. There was a tight end that was offered that's currently on their roster that they used to put in his place because he didn't come. You know, so. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, you got anything else but, you for know, I just, I just No, so buddy, I, I'm just coming. So you're just, on board. You're on board with Mark Rick if it ends up being Mark. Oh, man, you know what? I'm, I'm 50-50 with it. I mean, I just – and, and just hearing some of the callers calling in, man, I, and you said earlier, whoever's hired, half the people are not going to like them, half the people will. I, I love Mark Rick. I love them. I'm a Georgia boy. But, I, I, you know, I think he, I think he's in a no-win situation. But what's going to help him is, again, the staff that he brings in. 
and what he does. And again, yep, that'll be the key, no doubt. The team, the team is loaded with talent. It's loaded, but I think he'll be good for Brad Kaya because he's a quarterback guru. I would no love if Cristobal came in. I would love if uh, God, you was talking about my man, that's um, Ken Dorsey. Bring him in as a quarterbacks coach. You know, and even Mark Rick, the other caller was talking about Scott being a coach and waiting. But, again, like I said last week, it's going to be important, the staff he puts together. That's what's going to determine. You hit it on it earlier. That's what's going to be determined about how he's rated. It's the yep. staff he puts together and the development of, of those players. And I tell everybody, he's not going to do anything that Al Golden didn't do. The only thing that happened with Al Golden is he ran out of time. He ran into those buzzsaws before – we hit our stride. That we would have still won the same games we did with Coach Golden than that we did with uh, Coach Scott. We would have, because and it's no mag- magical formula, because Coach Scott and Coach Golden were so close. And as a matter of fact, the whole coaching staff was. So all Coach Scott is doing is still running the same system and everything that Coach Golden put in place. So the only thing that happened was Coach Golden ran out of time. Let's let, and let's be clear about that. One caller earlier called in about, you know, what a great job, job Coach Scott is. No, let's be honest about it. And he just ran out of time. So, I mean, yep. I, I love the program. Again, man, I love calling into your show, listening to it. And well, we appreciate it. Providing Thanks. some time, some type of uh, info about it. But Thanks for the perspective. We appreciate it. No and, problem, um, buddy. And if you don't mind, us, put me back on hold. You got it, sir. Thank you again for calling in and give us a call next time. All right. All right, Mr. Herndon. All right, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. I know everybody's waiting for information on the coaching search. Uh, it's 944. I'm pretty sure that meetings with Mark Richt have uh, ended for the day. Um, I'm trying as hard as I can to get something for you tonight and see uh, where they are um, in the search Uh so, uh, you know, we got an hour, another hour and 15 minutes or so left. Uh, I think it's safe to say that if we don't have it by 11 o'clock tonight, uh, we're probably going into at least tomorrow uh, on this coaching search. And uh, so we'll, we'll see how things go here. Uh, let's go out to the 850. Uh, you are now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, how's it going, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? It's Omar Tallahassee. What's up, Omar? What you got for us? Man, uh, just listening. Um, uh, I think the guy who, Rick, I think he may be a good guy. I think he's a great offensive mind. But my biggest question mark is who he chooses as a defensive staff. Because I'm looking at their last, you know, couple of years. I looked at, a, you know, stats and where they ended up at the end of the season. And they dropped. Since I think like 2013 or 12, they dropped out of the top 20 in defense, and I think that's and the guy that you said he was having the uh, the altercations with um, at the is he's a defensive coach on his staff now? Well, was on his staff before at Georgia. The guy that you was you were saying that him and uh, that Rick and. Uh, Pruitt? Rick and someone on the staff. Yeah. Yeah, Pru- Pruitt. What is yeah. his, what's, what's was, his position? Oh. He's defensive oh, coordinator. Yeah. He's the defensive coordinator. Yeah, he got brought in from – they brought him in from Florida State, 
and you know he was he was a star hire, and he's a pretty yeah. good coach. But they just uh, for whatever yeah. reason they didn't get along with each other. Wow. But yeah, and I mean I, that's really my biggest concern with him. That I think if they do make that hire, I want to see who it costs. I think offensively it's more easy. It's more easy to find that the coach. We almost have that that there right now that he can you know pick from and pick somebody a couple people from that's not there. But defense, it's going to be a, a total like rebuild. So it's everything going to be new. So that's the biggest concern for me uh, with him. Uh, I just hope they make a decision before this, for I would say this Friday, man, because it just as recruiting goes on, it's just killing us with the players that would be coming in or want to come in. And now, plus the Georgia players, I think we might get some of those just because if Rick do, you know, um, come as the coach. What you think? I don't think there's any question about it, you know, that, that you might get some of those players who like Coach Rick and, you know, want to follow him to Miami. But, you know, one, for one, I think you got to take it one thing at a time. You know, first he's got to get the job. And, you know, I, I think in the interviews today that they they went in and he, he was without question the leading candidate, but I'm sure they had some questions and, you know, wanted to see the fire that, that we've talked about. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, you know, they want to know that, that they're getting a guy here that still has that burning desire to, yeah, to win. Yeah, desire to win and win yep. big. I, yep. I think, I think he'll get on if he was to come. I think it would be an easier slate for him to get that there to the playoffs or to a, you know that that big game because the conference. I mean that he was in is a, a whole lot tougher. They 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 you have to build your teams a totally different way just because you're gonna have to see Florida and LSU and and Alabama and all and every every year or so. So I mean, I, I think, and then coming here is, is say what you want, but ACC right now we're good, but it's not that many big teams that stick sticking out. Like it's not. So it's, it shouldn't be that hard to win. And then he already has the background as you know, being from South Florida, playing for Miami. So I think, I mean. I think it will work out good, but I really don't have a whole lot to say. I've just been listening in, and uh, I'm gonna let you go ahead and. You got you it, man. Hey, I'm thanks for being this. thanks for being part of the show as usual. Give give us a call again. All right, let's go now. Um, I'm gonna try to speed these calls up. Get as many guys on tonight. Let's go to the seven five seven. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. All right, I'm gonna give my shout out. This Kane Kane. Let me give my shout out to D Black. Let me give my shout out to Alabama TJ Bird man. Woo woo! And my man Greg. All I'm going to say there is this. How can you hire a man that just got fired? I don't care about what hey, it is. every coach has that. been – then then you would never hire Bill Belichick. You would never hire um, – Okay, I mean, then. Look, 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 look. You I'm can't go there. Coach you can't fired. go there because if, if I go where I want to go with this, you're going to hang up on me. So don't do that. Let I'm it not going to hang up on Last week – hold on. Last week you got on a caller about the card. Now you're going to pull the card out. Because I heard Golden's up, maybe might be number three for the Rutgers job. But ain't too many brothers or Hispanics, I'm going to just spread it around. When they get fired, they don't get rehired. And that's real talk. That ain't got nothing to do with race, but it does, but it don't. How can you hire Mark Rich? First of all, why did they fire Mark Rich? Just give me that. 
That's what I want to know. Look, how many coaches are at one place for 15 years? Not many. Oh, 15 years. Okay, you're right. That's a long time, man. That's a long time to be at one school. So why we want somebody else? Garbage. See, the man that I want that bleeds green and orange, they're not going to hire him anyway. They just want to please the fans. We'll please the fans and put Butch up there. We'll interview Butch, but they didn't really want Butch. Mark Rick, he ain't pleasing no fans. Butch has been fired twice. Man, that ain't what I said. Did you hear me? He bleeds orange and green. He wants that job. He wanted Mark more Rick than any other school. coach out there. How do you know Mark Rick doesn't bleed orange and green? He went to school, yeah, man. He didn't bleed no damn I'm orange and green. He was at Georgia for 15 years. You tripping on that one. They just fired that man. That man, when they fired him, you saw all these articles. He don't know if he wanted to. Matter of fact, two weeks ago, they were talking about he wanted to go to ministry. He wanted to do his thing with church. I'm cool with that. Then when he did get fired, wait a minute, when he did get fired, there was press people talking. So maybe, maybe the press people, people talk, they don't say that he didn't sit down. You think they sit down for dinner at Mark Rick's house and say, you know, yo, Mark, you yeah, know. you come up with some, you 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 come with some crazy stuff. Your life goals. What are you looking to do for the next 10 years of your life? Come on, man. What the fuck is you're, like, you're on Twitter too much. You're listening no, no, to no, no, no. You'll be tripping because you ain't a realist. Because you're not a realist sometimes, Gary. you got to be real in this world. I just broke it down. We probably the only one going to hire a man that got fired on Saturday and hire him on Wednesday or Thursday. They all week. get It don't fired. make no damn sense. It don't make sense to me. It ain't no science. I'm not no scientist. I ain't nobody to say fired. this. Look, Charlie, Charlie Strong, two years ago, he was the hottest commodity in college football. Texas paid him $5 million. You don't think he's and getting they, And they're pulling their damn hair out right now like, damn, what did we do here? That's why Herman, the word is Herman not needing so Charlie might screw up next year and he'll be gone. You coach long enough, you've got to get work. I just hope it works. I just hope it works. Miami said they want a splash high. Mark Rich, damn it, he's a splash high. He's a splash fired man, and we're going to rehire him. Bobby he's Bowden a nice guy, too, but he is better than Golden. And that other caller that was talking to black and said Golden was a good coach, he's a bit smoking weed. He's crazy. The daughter was garbage. The love garbage, but he can get another job. It's sad, man. It's just sad how this ball is turning. We got plays. People, if you want it, but we got plays. We got to deal with Rick, and I hope it works out. Uh, he, he's a good offensive man, but is his heart really in the really coaches? Anybody can put up a front yet. Well, that's man, what he was about. I okay, guarantee well, you. Okay, you know, I can't do nothing about it, but I ain't going to hold your time. I just had to get that tension off my back. Because I'm tired of all this stuff. People don't want to play with reality of life. The reality is a lot of minorities don't get a fair shake. Hey, oh, come on. No, no, no. Don't take guy. it there. Don't take it there. Now, see, that, no, 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 no. Don't black, take it there. I told you you were going to hang up on it. Better <laughs> it's real today talk. than they've ever it's done, Kane Kane. There's more no, of them. No, 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 no. They just told them. Getting catch-pushing opportunities. They just they're, talked they're, about it last week. I'm not nagging. I said my minority. We're talking about Hispanic, Chinese, everybody. It's good, Gary. I hope, All right, man. I hope Mark Rich coming in and light it up, but he better fire Coley because I do believe you said get rid of everybody. He's, he's going to coach. He's, he's, he's going to play himself anyway. He already said that. So he's we'll see what happens. What do you think? He's going to call the okay, players. Oh, he's going to call the players himself. Well, yeah, he don't do his own thing then. Well, if we get the job, hopefully we're riding to the sunset. Hopefully we get a good old toilet bowl and do what we got to do. And, uh, hey, 
see you next week, Wednesday, and I uh, hope your Kane's basketball team keep winning. I hope they meet up with my Hoyas because we're going to splash that ass. Next time, leave me on hold. Peace. I'm out. All right, peace. <laughs> Kane's basketball is up by one at halftime, by the way, um, up at Nebraska. So uh, that's that's the report there. All right, 646-595-2048. Always cool when uh, Mr. Kane Kane calls in. Let's go out to the 305 now. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. What's happening, Gary? Good. Who's this? Jcat2410. What's up, man? Talk to us. What is up with Kane Kane, man? He is a firecracker. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. God bless him. Um, you know, so why do they fire, fire Mark Rick? I don't know. You know, you know, after 15 years, you know, maybe it was like stale bread. You know, uh, it's great that you finish in the top 15, the top 10, 15 years in a row. But, you know, as we all know, that gets old at the end of the day. So, um, you know, God bless D Black, uh, Ken Kane, I guess, and uh, his thoughts. Um, Mr. Hurden, and God bless him as well. You know, uh, you know, it's, it's a blessing that his uh, his son is a member of our football team and and committed to us and, and didn't waver on his commitment. Um, you know, he seems very passionate about his thoughts, and, and uh, you know, I hope, uh, I hope next year, um, you know, things are different and, uh, you know, we have a lot of bet- better things to talk about. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, I guess the term alpha male has been the big word of the night with, uh, with everybody, and, you know, I, you know, I, you know I, I said to you four weeks ago that Jimmy Johnson wasn't, you know, he's a figurehead for the most part, you know, he was really good with the media when he was here. You know, he had really good position coaches. Obviously, Butch Davis and Dave Wanstead and Kehoe was here and Brodsky and all those guys. You know, Jimmy would run around and, and kind of coordinate all the all the drills and, you know, keep everybody hyped up. And, and that's what he was. And, you know, if that's what Rick's purpose is, uh, you know, then that's fine with me. You know, um, if he can, like you said, hire a great staff and have a bunch of, you know, alpha males in the mix that can get these kids wild, you know, wild up and – and get them to where they need to be, um, then you know, I think it'll work out. You know, um, you know, uh, a caller earlier mentioned that he was a, a, a man of faith and thought that would be an issue. Um, and I, I, if if anything, I think that works in our favor. I mean, can you imagine him sitting in the house uh, of a, of an inner city kid whose family goes to church every Sunday and 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 they start talking and you know that that's you talk about closing somebody. That's where you start closing a family. You know, when you, when you go that deep and they start believing in who you are as a person, you know that that's that's where the meat of of recruiting I think comes in. Who are you who are you as a coach and and, and what are you going to mean to my son? And uh, you know, so when you when, when you start talking about the inner city kids and and and, and the meat of our team, I, I think that's significant and I think that plays to our favor. What do you think? I, I don't disagree. I, I don't. I I certainly don't think it's a negative. How can it be a negative? How could how could yeah, how can, I, how can I, having faith and going to church every Sunday be a negative? I I've never heard that in my life. You know. You know. Um, I I don't believe that the football coach should make religion the prevailing um, issue of his team, and should impose his beliefs or, or you know the de- degree of religiousness on the team. But I don't see yeah. how the fact that he is religious will impact him negatively in his job or in recruiting i have a feeling he would be very i'm going to give you a word okay i have a feeling he'd be very suave about going about it suave you know what that means suave you know he's not going to impose or be overbearing or you know wear it on his sleeve but i think this guy is suave enough 
to to get his point across without you know running around with a Bible on the top of his head. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? He it's, he certainly has recruited enough. This is not going to be his first rodeo. You know, I mean, which, this is guy's so, been around the block a little bit. When now which goes into this guy's been in the SEC for 15 years. I mean, he's seen a lot of SEC football games. And I think it's safe to say that the SEC has dominated for, for quite some time. You know, this guy knows what it means to build an offensive line. He knows what a defensive line should look like. Now this guy comes home to where he's got a plethora of skill positions at his disposal. You know, uh, apparently all the coaches, the high school coaches respect him. He's come in here and he's dug out some really good recruits, recruits Sony Michael being one of them last year. I mean – if, if if he could, I think you know an, an SEC blueprint as far as the defense and offensive line is concerned. You know, you have a you know if we can sneak away the quarterback Eason, you know, uh, with him that would be a plus. Uh, I don't think Allison sticks though if that happens. But with 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 being in the SEC for 15 years, coming to Miami, and implementing some of that thought process into the equation. Now you now you have now you have your uh, now you have your pick of your skill position players from South Florida. I, I think we start keeping a guy like Sony Michael here and Dalvin Cook here, and and now you start putting it all together. But I, I, again, I don't think it's going to be him simply as him being the coach, you know, with his demeanor. Perhaps again, I think he needs to have a staff behind him that kind of you know is able to kind of set you know the fire you know under these kids you know, under these guys' butts. Um, you know, so it, it, you know, I've I've got no problem with him being the head coach. You know, we all really want Butch, obviously. But so my next question is this: Would 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 Butch ever humble himself to where Rick was the head coach and then Butch came in as the DC, or is can't that just see stupid? Sant can't Doesn't see happen. It. No reason not for that. Yep. No. So it's not even not. So you don't he's even. Better, think he's you better don't off even doing think... his TV work. In all honesty. So yeah, not even okay. I get it. Not even a question. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's segue into Sunlight Stadium. I think you made a great point earlier. If we can simply start building a history there of winning, and 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 start building a a history of winning significant games, maybe maybe representing the ACC in the Orange Bowl one time and winning it. I think as, as soon as we start establishing that process, I think people will start coming around for Sunlight Stadium. Um, we've been going there for five years. I tailgate with my people every weekend. It's not that bad of a drive. It's it's 15 minutes up the road. You know, it, it's not that bad of a venue. I, I think the problem with Sunlight Stadium is that we haven't done any anything significant. Never put a good product get, in there. You got to put a not, good product you said in it ex, there. You said it exactly. If you, you know, it, it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a, an issue of not doing anything or accomplishing anything uh, meaningful yet. At Sunlight Stadium, to where people have it kind of like in you know a place in their heart. You know, like we all have things about the Orange Bowl in our heart. You know, of games we've gone to and championships we've won and games we've won. You know, and so the Orange Bowl will always be a special place in our heart. That hasn't happened with Sunlight Stadium yet, and it, it it'll get there with the right coaches. You know, it's just a matter of time before that venue changes for all of us. And again, it, it's going to come with us winning some significant games there to where we're, it kind of settles in people's hearts about it, you know, and I, and I think that's how we get over the hump with Sunlight Stadium because I don't mind driving there. It, it's fine, you know, and I think the venue is fine. You know, what they've done to the stadium is, is pretty incredible. Um, you know, with the roof going on next year, there should be no excuses for people not going to the games. Um, so that's, that, is, uh, that is my thought process with that. Um, 
I think that's it, man. Uh, All right, you know, man. I hope uh, I hope we have an answer in the next two days. I know everybody's anxious. Yeah, I think we um, will. I, feel like I mean, we... I, I'm, I'm starting to doubt whether it'll be tonight. You know, I'm not sure they reached the conclusion, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm so, getting so a little. My, so my last question to you is here and there, but yeah. So my last question to you is, without a doubt, in your mind right now, it's 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 going to be either Mark Rick or Coach Davis at this point in time. Is that no? Is that I what can't you're thinking? say that. If it's not Mark Rick, so you have no idea. I, I think if it's not Mark Rick, I think it, it's wide open. I really do. It could be Dan Mullen. It could be Gundy. It, it could be somebody that we haven't even mentioned yet. Maybe they continue the search and start looking at NFL guys. You know, I don't know. Um, but right now, it looks to me like all attention is focused on Mark Richt. I know they had a very long meeting today, and I have to believe the purpose of that meeting was to see if they could come to a conclusion. Uh, I'm not sure that there was a conclusion. I have not heard that there was. Uh, there is the possibility that maybe Blake James has to come back to South Florida and has to meet with the Board of Trustees tomorrow and present his hire to them and get an approval. I mean, that's very possible. Uh, so we'll just keep monitoring it. My, my only last point is in regards to Larry Scott. I think, uh, you know, I think whoever comes in should you know, really consider maybe keeping him on board. Obviously, the, the, kid, you know, the, the kids, the guys on the team respect him. They love him. You know, I think it's going to be a mix of, you know, the new coach coming in, getting rid of people that he doesn't really need, but retaining one or two guys to where it'll be like a like a like a hit with the with the guys and to where they respect it and, you know, to to kind of keep that going because I think Larry Scott, you know, just really did a, tr- a tremendous job and I, and I really hope he he is one of the guys that they keep on the staff. All right, fair enough. Anyway, thanks for calling the show. Uh, give us a call again next time, which could be as soon as tomorrow. We'll see. Have a good night, brother. All right, man. Thank you. All right, let's go now to the um, let's go to the nine one seven. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey Jerry, what's up, BK? Okay. What's up, BK? How you doing this week? I'm doing. I'm doing all right. Oh yeah, uh, you know the excitement with the Mark Rick thing, but I think he's going to be a great hire here. Everybody keeps talking about how he couldn't get over the hump, but the hump was Nick Saban, Urban Meyer, Gene Chizik with a Cam Newton led team. And less miles. How many coaches could say they beat those guys on a regular basis? Yeah, very true. You know, they keep talking about this hump. This hump doesn't exist to me. If Georgia played in the ACC Coastal, how many times do you think we'd be facing FSU or Clemson in the ACC championship game? No doubt about it. At least every year. At least every yeah. year. Well, or most so, years. I mean, he, oh, well, he was pretty years. good against I mean, Georgia Tech, right? I, fall I have off to and research. Let, in fact, somebody, if you have time, I'm in the middle of doing the show. Well, I guess I don't. I can't, you don't know if you're coming on, but we we got to do some research and see how they did against Georgia Tech, and uh, and I think that would give us a good kind of barometer. Right. You know, like and, look at the last I ten think, years how they did against Georgia Tech. Right. I think that's a good barometer, and I think Mark Rick was ever in a position where he had to play for a national championship, giving him six to eight, five to six weeks to prepare, I think there's a good chance he could win a, a, a couple of those. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. So I think, everybody I think keeps the talking about the hope that doesn't if, exist. If it works out that way and Mark Rick gets the job, I think it's fine. Like I said earlier, I think he has to hire a good coaching staff, but I would be saying that about any coach. To me, it's well, all about the staff. I think he's going to hire a good coaching staff. I think he's learned from being in the SEC. I think that Alabama, LSU, Florida with Urban Meyer, uh, uh, Auburn with Gene Chizik, that's the bar. 
that's the bar in the SEC, and there aren't too many coaches that's coaching to this day with winning records to claim that they that they have beaten those guys consistently. On a consistent basis, they you've beaten Nick Saban. You've beaten an Urban Meyer Florida Gators team. You've beaten uh, a Les Miles LSU when they were in their prime. You've beaten Gene Chizik with Cam Newton. You're not going to find those coaches. That's why he was fired, well, supposedly fired at Georgia because that was the bar. That's an amazing bar. That's an that's, that's almost insurmountable bar where you have to where, – where the bar is Nick Saban. Yeah, I agree. It's very tough. I mean, how many Nick Sabans are there in college football? Maybe one other in Urban Meyer? Yep. Jim Harbaugh hasn't proven anything yet in Michigan, but it's, it's Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer gave Nick Saban six, and that's why he was let go at – Georgia. Now you put Georgia in the coastal, and it's a different story. I mean, we 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 probably have fifty thousand people in the stadium every every game, and that's not even a sellout. So fifty thousand is not asking for much. We have fifty thousand yep, people in the stadium. We're probably competing in the ACC championship. I'm gonna go out on a limb every other year. You know, granted, some some team will sneak up and beat us, and this is coming at the right time because we have LSU in the horizon in the future to play. We have Notre Dame in the future to play. These are going to be big-time games on TV, and Mark Rick gives us instant credibility, instant credibility. I'm not worried about his coaching staff. He's going to bring in the best coaching staff we've seen at the University of Miami in the last 12 years. And that's what's Should. important. Everybody, everybody's comparing us to this mythical 2001 team, and that's exactly what it was because you will never see that ever again. That was an aberration. It's only going to happen once in a lifetime. So in the, we are, we are going right, to, hey, put, just to Just to make the point I was just talking about, I just was able yeah. to very quickly research the last 10 years. Mark Richt is 8-2 and two against Georgia Tech the last 10 years. There you go. There you so, go. I think that that's a representative hey, sample size. Teams. Yeah, they've been Georgia Tech's been a quality team for for the last ten years, no doubt about it. They've won a couple ACC titles. Um, always have been a very representative football team. He's eight and two against them in the last ten years. No one has anything to worry about. Mark Rick coming in here, he's going to he's going to recruit well. He always recruited pretty well in Florida. You know, he stole a couple of big-time guys from us, well, from, from, not from us, but from South Florida. So it's just burning me up. Everybody's talking about this hump when the hump was just insurmountable. Like, who who could compete against Nick Saban? I mean, who? I mean, it's like every year they're in contention for the national championship. I just got to so like Bill Belichick. It's like they're going to make the Super Bowl every other year. Our research department just came through and shot me a text that tells me that Mark Rick beat Georgia Tech 13 of his 15 years that he was coach at Georgia. There you go. And if we're beating Georgia Tech 90-something percent of the time, and you know, it sets up perfectly because FSU is obviously down. No Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston was a once-in-a-lifetime quarterback. That's not going to happen again. Clemson is going to be losing to Sean Watson. Was he a junior? So next year will be his last year. 
North Carolina loses Marquise Williams. And who else do we have to compete with in the ACC Coastal? Duke, a, a team that we should be beating anyway. Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech is, is, is bad. Georgia Tech is a bad team. So who do we have to who do we have to compete with in the coastal? For us to not be able to run the board in the coastal, I mean, we almost did it this year with a crappy team. We had you know we were in the running up until a game ago to take the coastal still with a with the crap product that we have on the field now. So it, it's just a matter of time. All we have to be put in a national spotlight. We probably don't have to even win championships right away. But if we're getting to that ACC championship game against Florida State, Gary, Florida State, everything everything is going to stop. I mean, that's what the ACC wanted. That's what college football wanted. And that's what, quote, unquote, ESPN wanted. Everything's going to stop for that game because those games will be competitive. Those games will bring back everything that people remember about Miami and Florida State. So to say Mark Rick is uh, uh, questionable, he couldn't get over the hump, is garbage. It's garbage in my opinion. I I mean, it's like saying, you know, know, why can't anybody beat the Patriots on a regular basis? Because of Bill Belichick. They're freaking amazing. That's Nick Saban in college football. You're not going to beat Nick Saban on a regular basis. Even if you do make the SEC championship game, everybody's going to ask, well, you know, he can't get over the hump. He can't beat Nick Saban. Not too many people can. I'm just, yep, I just want I this agree. to be done with. I just want this to be done with already. I hope he takes the job. I really do. I really hope he takes the hey, job because well, I really I, don't want I'm to see Dan Mullen here. I, I, I promise you, I'm pounding the phones while we're talking here, trying to find out what's going on. You I know, it's, do not want to see Dan Mullen take this job. I do not want to see it. Well, you, I, either, you and I both are, but I don't think he's not either, a It's either Mark Rick or Butch Davis. That's it. My first choice is, is Mark Rick. All right. You got anything on track tonight? record? No, that's it. I just wanted to get that out there. I just got tired of hearing about the hump. I'm sorry for sounding right, like no, I was venting. No problem. I'm going to shoot to some other guys. All right, Gary, yeah, keep me on. Yep, give us a call next time. You got it. All right, let's go now to the 850. You're on Kane Sport Live. What's up, Gary? I'm good. Who's this? This is Travis up here in Tallahassee, man. What's up, Travis? Go ahead. Shoot. Just uh, piggybacking real quick off of what uh, BK Hurricane was saying there. The, the hump is considered that he couldn't beat Florida and Tennessee in down years. It's not about beating Alabama. It's the fact that when Florida sucked, he still couldn't beat them. He, it, you know, or or Tennessee, even with uh, – the guy, well, Dooley or whatever before him, I mean, he even won games against them. That was why they got sick of him. Um, I, I'm kind of on board with the Mark Rick hire. I mean, it, like you said earlier, it's all about the staff. But I do have a question for you. A couple weeks ago, um, before he was fired, I think it was a, a show I was listening to, you actually said that he wouldn't be a good fit at Miami. Sure. And now you're pretty much on board with it. I'm just trying to figure out what changed in your mind. You talking about Mark Richt? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I mean, I, I, I have concerns, the same concerns that everybody else has. And if I were doing the interview, I would be asking some really, really hard questions. I mean, this is a guy that's coached for a long time and um, who I would want to know that, that he's going to give me 10 years of, of some real or more of some real intense fire and that he has that burning passion 
to be at the top of the college football game. And, you know, I'm talking, I'm sitting here and I'm putting myself in the university of Miami's seat. I'm getting ready to invest $4 million. My program has absolutely sucked for 10 years. I've destroyed the greatest dynasty in the history of the game, a a program that not only did it once, but did it twice and, 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 and was, you know, at the top of college football and, and ready to make history. And I've thrown all that in the garbage through pure personal error and mismanagement, and I need to find somebody that's going to bring it back. You know, and I can't make a mistake this time. If I make a mistake, the you might never be the you again. Let's be honest. You know, kids in high school now, they, you know, yeah, the documentaries on ESPN, but trust me, a lot of those kids aren't sitting around watching ESPN all day. They haven't even seen the documentaries. So, you know, Miami hasn't been relevant for a long time, and they can't screw up this hire. All right, all right. One thing, last week you kept asking uh, who are great uh, South Florida recruiters. One person I was thinking that maybe he could bring in, I wanted to get your thoughts on that, if it is Mark Rick, because I think that's the one true benefit to him is he knows SEC assistant coaches, you know, coordinators, everything like that, so he can bring in what we're actually lacking. But uh, Tavares Robinson, I think, I can't say his name right, but – the guy that was with uh, Florida with Muschamp. Oh, T-Rob. That guy killed it. Yeah, 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 T-Rob or whatever he is. That guy, I mean, if we could get him down here as, what is he, a DB coach, I think? Uh, yeah, he's I mean, we obviously don't need Paul Williams. No. So, I mean, that would, that would be a that's great that's safe to think coach. Anything, that you won't see Paul Williams stay on the staff. <laughs> and when you said earlier, you know, uh, Coley, Coley got to go. Everybody got to go, man. The only person that earned anything was Larry Scott, and that's because of the last five weeks. But other than that, everybody got to go. Kevin Beard, sorry, bro. If Sam Bruce don't want to stay because he's leaving, whatever, got to go, man. This whole staff, there's this a well, culture of losing know, embedded in the staff, and it has to be cleansed, man. That's It's like what we waited for with Randy Shannon when all those Northwestern players were here. It's like, oh, God, can the last one please leave? You know, he's like a – fifth-year redshirt senior or whatever. It's like, get off the team, dude. You need to move on. Your career's over. You know, it's the same thing here. This whole staff needs to just, just be cleansed. Well, That's first the they got to finalize, finalize the hire. Okay, then they got to see, I would think, which of these guys might stay at Georgia. I mean, Georgia just uh, apparently hired their coach tonight. It's going to be Kirby Smart. Uh, defensive coordinator at Alabama. So, you know, oh, he's wow. going to have to look at what they've got there on the existing staff and decide – uh, who he wants to keep, I'm sure. And, who's the offensive um, coordinator at Georgia? We always talk about uh, Pruitt, well, but who's it, the it coordinator? Was Schottenheimer, who was brought in to work on to to call the offense. And, but you know, Mark Richt has made noise that if he gets a a, a future job, he's going to probably want to go back to calling plays. So, okay, we'll see. Well, that'd be the only reason to retain Coley, and, but and that's to keep his recruiting. Which I mean, other than bringing in Brad Kaya, I mean great job but everything else has been about average you know to good you know he's not the greatest recruiter in the world we can go out and do better and that's what i hope when you say that there's a commitment to winning everything that was here previous we can do better then which that means james coley too you know if you got to come in and get some up and coming offensive coordinator to mold forward i think that's pretty safe to 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 say that no matter who gets the job, they're probably going to bring in a new offensive coordinator. Where I think James Coley has value to this program that a new coach would, would, would be very wise to think about is as a recruiter. 
and as a as and as a quarterbacks coach. So if you've got a head coach like you know Mark Rick coming in, and you're going to be the offensive coordinator per se. To me, James Coley has value to you because you know you can let him coach coach the quarterback. Yeah, the quarterbacks coach, um, but do you think he's willing to take a pay decrease and a demotion to, to quarterback? Make coach? him your assistant head coach and recruiting coordinator. He doesn't have to yeah, take well, a pay yeah. cut. You know, he doesn't have to take a you know take a lesser salary. And Coley has enormous value as a recruiter, uh, not just in South Florida but around the country. So um, I wouldn't dismiss Coley flat out. You know, I don't know if if he'll be in the program or not next year, but I do personally. I think he's got a lot to offer the program. Uh, he might, but I'm still going with the great cleansing of <laughs> 2015 right. and, when and, it all and, started. And, and and you know, you're not wrong by any stretch of the imagination. Often, that when things go bad, that is what the doctor ordered. So you know, we'll see what happens. You got anything else right. tonight? Yeah, I have one last statement just because I want to hear what everybody else has to say after this. Everybody keeps talking about this head coach in waiting. Well, our head coach in waiting just got hired at UCF. That's all I got to say. I mean, it's going to be Scott Frost. When I heard that, you know, we could possibly hire Butch Davis, that was my dream scenario is getting Scott Frost in here to run Butch Davis's offense for him and then, you know, have Butch obviously do the defense or whatever. And the only other uh, uh, point, because, you know, five years cutting your teeth at UCF, you know, the, and, and after, you know, Rick moves on or goes into his missionary work or whatever he's going to end up doing, I, I think he'd be a great coordinator or uh, a great head coach for us. Um, the other thing that you guys kept talking about, and this is going to be my last point, and then you can let me go, is you kept talking about the list, man. It's not, it's not, oh, yeah, it's not a, it's not a great list, man. Shiano, and yeah, nobody wanted him. Cristobal, and nobody wanted him. Chazinski, and nobody wanted him. You know, there was no splash hires. The only splash hire that ever got mentioned was Chip Kelly. And from what I understand, that was not a go. Uh, Gary Patterson was never a go. That could have, I guess, been a splash hire. You know, all these coaches, it just seemed like we paid $750,000 to Corn Ferry to get the same list of guys that we already had and we already knew about. And that's what's disappointing to me. That $750,000 could have went to the – New coaching well, staff that we're all talking about. No, because about. let me tell you, Corn Ferry, you, you know, did their due diligence. They they searched and, and made calls on behalf of the University of Miami to see who might be interested in the job. But the, you know, you don't know until you do that whether there will be some somebody interested that you would consider a splash hire. So Corn Ferry served that purpose. Corn Ferry interviewed an enormous number of former players. And is providing a report to the university on the on how the former players feel about the program and what the former players think needs to happen with the program, which gave the former players a voice and made them feel better about their role in, in the process. And more than anything, what Corn Ferry did was they took the pressure off of Blake James in relation to the BBB movement. In all honesty, I mean, you know, you had a fan base that's sitting there yelling and screaming, bring back Butch, bring back Butch. 70% in the polls are saying that they want Butch Davis as the coach. And and Corn Ferry kind of took some of that pressure off of um, Blake James. So, uh, you know, I think they, they, they serve their purpose. You know, are they worth right. the money they charge? Who's ever, you know, are attorneys worth the money they charge always? And, and things yeah. like that, you know, are surgeons, when you get that, when you go have surgery at the hospital and you get a $50,000 bill, you know, for that for that operation that you had to have that hopefully, you know, improved your health or whatever. I mean, certain people command big fees. So right. I wouldn't stress about uh, that too much. 
I'm with that. The last thing is hang up on me, man. Um, if if it's not Rick, if it does fall through, he just decides I need a year off, I need a break, whatever. Miami's not where I need to be. Could you just talk a little bit about Plan B? I mean, you say you don't like Mullen, you know? I mean, is he like I mean, that, yeah, a real option or like something? Or? He wouldn't get the job. I mean, we know Mullen's there. We know Butch and Shiano are there. Um, I believe Gundy is there. Um and maybe there's more. Maybe maybe it can it, it you know it can go further. I mean, Cristobal didn't get an interview. Chudzinski isn't in the picture right now. <laughs> He's we, just naming you know, everybody I just crapped all over. Well, so we talked about me, well, they must go Mark Rick, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because if it's Chiano or any of those people, we can start flying banners from game yeah, we'll one. We'll see. Dude. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still expecting it to be Rick. Yeah, I I I, I think that the, you know right now Rick Rick is the guy, and unless something blows it up, and I haven't gotten word that something's blowing it up. So something always blows it up in Miami. Come on, well, be real. You know, Gruden was yeah, on his way here up, until something blew it up. Searches and trust me, I've been sitting right there to see it blow up, and you know, I've I've thought it's done, and I, you know, I, you know, I always, you know, I'm I've always valued having very good sources, and I don't use sources that aren't good, and and I've seen these things look like they're done, and then go up in smoke. So nothing is done until something is done. Well, awesome, man. Thanks for this time tonight. I appreciate it. All right, man. Thanks for being part of the show. Let's go now to the um, the 202. You're now live on Kane's Live. How you doing, Gary? This is Deuce from D.C. What's up, Deuce? What you got? Uh, Well, I'm going to start off by saying the, uh, the Mark Rick um, hiring. I, what I would call it is, and, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way to Mark Rick. He's a wonderful, you know, uh, Christian man. But I, I think the hire is, is what you would call boring. Like everything that 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 Rick did at UGA, it was it was like something was always missing. He had a few you know uh, games, maybe a, maybe a season or two where it was you know it was exciting and he brought an exciting brand of football to the to the forefront. But he just like he doesn't when you look at him his demeanor, Georgia plays like how he looks, like he how he carries himself, really really calm, um, you know, and they just seem like you know like when they get down they're just interested. Uh, you know, for him to be an offensive guru, uh, he never really put a product on the field offensively at Georgia that made you really say, man, how, gee, how am I going to stop these guys? I mean, he had A.J., Sean, Matt, Geno Atkins, Justin Houston, Rashad Jones. With that team, he lost three games. You know, it's it's not – I understand that people are saying he's in the SEC, and, but you gotta you got to consider he, he was there for, for 15 years, okay? He was on the East. He wasn't in the West. So, you know, he didn't see Les every year. He didn't see Nick every year. He didn't see those those coaches every year. He saw Urban every year, and he he's 5-10 and 10 against Florida. That really is what scares me to death because we got to see Florida State every year. And I wouldn't put it past Mark Rick to go 1-4 and four against Florida State because he's not a big – yeah, he'll, he'll win you nine games and ten games, but he's between above average and good. Uh, you know, he, he never – Truth be told, he never got his defense fixed. In 15 years, he never got his defense fixed. He may have had, you know, a season or two where his defense was pretty good, but he never got a consistent, you know, a, a good defensive coach. You know, it, it seems like, you know, with Willie Martinez, they wanted him out. He didn't want to fire him, similar to Golden and D'Onofrio. Then he gets uh, Grantham. Grantham and him seem like they didn't get along. He doesn't get along with Pruitt. It's like, you know, he never got his defense fixed, and that's inexcusable because a defensive coordinator would love to come to Georgia. You know, and I I, I I have reservations about Mike Bobo. I feel like they were too vanilla, 
too, Bly. I remember uh, years ago, Gerald Sensabaugh said about Miami, you pretty much can tell what they're going to run. And he wasn't lying at the time when Coker was there. He wasn't lying. Same thing with, with Rick. You know, his, in, in 15 years, he had two quarterbacks there that, well, I would say three because I, I, I like David Green. I feel like David Green was, was very good. But you got Matt, Matt Stafford. Uh, you have uh, Aaron Murray and David Green in 15 years. Now, you're a quarterback rule. You coached Charlie Ward and Chris Winkie, and they won Heisman, and you won two championships at Florida State. And it just doesn't, it just doesn't add up. Like, something's always missing. So today I took the time out to go to look on UGA's staff, right? The reason why they're losing games, Gary, is because they're staff. You would think that Mark Rick would have a much better staff than what he does. And at the end of the day, you know, he let Pruitt hire his boys to run the defense. Well, Pruitt's trying to run what Nick Saban runs with smaller players, and he did that intentionally. You can't run what Nick Saban runs with smaller players. You have to run that with big boys. You have to get big 300-pound defense alignment and play that way. He was trying to do it totally different. And I just I just feel like, you know, it's it's a, okay, yeah, you know, we're going to win nine or ten games now, what do do? We'll never win anything under Mark Grick. Um, I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't say well, I, that's strong. I wouldn't say never, but if, if somebody told me to put my money up, I would put my money up that, that we, we're not going to win a big game. We're going to lose to Florida. We'll lose to LSU. We'll lose to Notre Dame. That would not surprise me at all because Mark Rick doesn't get up for big games. Yeah, he'll beat Vandy. He'll beat Kentucky. He'll beat Georgia Tech. But he should. But the games that when the talent level is even or he's the underdog, it never materializes. You know, he finds a way to lose two games that he shouldn't. I understand you lose one game a year. Okay, cool. But you can't find a way to lose two games that you shouldn't every single year. It, it, it shouldn't happen like that. Even his best teams, Gary, you know, they want to talk about, oh, he was in the SEC, he had to go against some of his best teams he had when – when uh, Urban or Nick weren't around. I don't care what you say about Les Miles. You can beat Les Miles. If you don't play Les Miles in Baton Rouge, you can beat Les Miles. Everyone's proven it. So out of, outside of those three names, who is it that would keep him from, you know, at least get, think about this, Gary. And, and uh, Missouri just got to the SEC. They won the same amount of SEC championships, excuse me, division championships. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. They won the same amount of, went to the same amount of SEC championship games as Mark Rick, to, to, to my knowledge, or something along those lines. I have to, I have to uh, do the research on it again. I, I was looking at the numbers earlier, but in the, in the time that Missouri has came into the SEC, they've been as equally as successful as Georgia. That should never happen. Matter of fact, people predicted that it wouldn't happen. And, you know, he, he played Tommy Tuberville at, 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 uh, at Auburn pretty tough. He's a good coach. I'm just saying, you know, it's between above average and good. It wasn't what I was looking for. How is that going to translate to Florida? You know, is a the, the biggest problem we have is we got to fix that defense. Because if you can't stop anybody, you can't win. And at Georgia, a lot of the times his defense failed him, and his defensive coordinators. And he had, and it wasn't like he didn't have the players. He had the players, but his approach to offense is is you know is is, is, is nineteen ninety nine. It's two thousand three. You know, you really think you're going to line up and run the ball at Nick Saban? That's another thing I don't get with these SEC coaches. If you're going to beat Nick Saban, obviously you have to spread him out. Why are you trying to line up and power eye and run it on Nick Saban? That's what he wants you to do. You know, and, and I'm just, you know, I'm just, I can't get up for Mark Rick. You know, if I see the product and it looks good, then, then maybe I'm not going to bash him. I'm going to support him, but I'm just, you know, I'm indifferent. It's like, okay, we got Mark Rick. What did he do? You know, does that mean everybody's going to line up and want to come play for us? No, Georgia recruited itself, Gary. 
That's what everybody feels. To, oh, he's such a good – no, he's not a great recruiter. Georgia recruited itself. Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Florida, those places, they recruit themselves. Will Muschamp stunk. He had some of the best recruits that you can get because they recruited themselves, you know. We got to see Florida State every year. We got to see Clemson every so often. And I know that going forward with Rick, it's going to be two or three losses at least every single year. And I don't mind me saying through and through. I don't want to see two losses every year. I'm sorry. I don't want to see three losses every year. You got to give me one year where we, we have one loss and we got a shot at the playoff. Mark Rick does not equal college football playoff. And they're trying to go safe and trying to – but it's a reason why that man was at Georgia for 15 years and he got fired. It is a reason. You don't fire somebody after 15 years for no reason. In his last uh, five years or something like that, if you go look at his record, it's, it's night and day from his first five years. And it, and it all points to me, to him being burnt out. You look at him on the sideline, you know, he doesn't look like he's trying to figure out what he's pondering, trying to figure out how to come back from 17 down to beat these guys. It's like, oh, oh well. You know, if, 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 if you want to know what makes Urban and Saban different from everybody, when they lose, they're pissed off. And they're not pissed off until they know they fixed it. Not think like Golden until they know they fixed it. That's what separates them from everyone else. They, Urban Meyer gets sick when he loses. That's why he doesn't lose very often. You know what I mean? So going forward, you know, hopefully, you know, Rick, I, 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 I don't have any faith in the staff. I don't think he'll put together a great staff because at Georgia, his staff weren't never as great as they could have been. And he had the money. He had the budget. And – when you look at his record, he 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 padded his wins against teams he's supposed to win. He's supposed to win against, but teams that he that he was not supposed to beat, or the teams where, you know, it, it could go either way. He lost eighty eighty percent of the time. He lost, and that's what that's what we're taking on. You want to go get a coach that loses big games, then when the fans get upset at him for losing big games, you can't blame anybody but yourself as far as the AD and the admin is concerned. Because this man has been there for fifteen years, he hasn't won a big game since he was at Florida State. You know what I mean? And and I was in the sixth grade then or something like that. You know, so going forward, hopefully, you know, he has the, the, the antidote this time around. I just don't see it. Um, thanks for taking my call and placing me on hold. All right, man. Thanks for being part of the show. Let's go to the 973. You're on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. What's going on? Doing good. Who's this? It's Ross of Jersey. Hey, what's up, Ross? Go ahead. Talk to us. Hey, Scary man, because this guy, he really said a lot of the stuff that I want to say. I don't dislike the, the the guy himself. I am a little nervous about the hire. I mean, just go back a little bit. I'm not trying to say you you kind of turned and you kind of like because you realize this is what we're going to hire. But you didn't feel too great about him, Gary. Let's call it you. You didn't feel too good about the whole laid back. Um, I think. The Miami fans, we need a guy, if a kid mess up, a player mess up and he's heading off the ball field, we want to know that certain things are going to be addressed. And I used to, I watched the SEC football games, and I watched Georgia because I wanted to see what, you know, the running back that, that, that turned us down, how he was going to do and how things was going to work out for him. Mark Rack is, 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 is borderline boring. He's a borderline boring type of guy. He's not a border, he doesn't have a borderline system, though. I mean, you know, he, he's he got a... It doesn't matter. A dynamic, pro-style offensive system. But, Gary, I hear that. The thing that's scaring us is we cannot get this wrong. And if you let the fan base down, 
it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. Listen, I totally get it. Trust me. I, I, I totally understand. I see the concerns. Uh, I, I know they met no, for hours. Not, you, not, you know, I, I think at some point, at some point, you know, we have to trust the search committee a little bit. I mean, yeah, I, I know that they they met with they met for hours today. Okay, I know that. Okay, I've been able to come up with that much tonight. Um, so I am assuming in that meeting that they asked Mark Rick every question imaginable, and and. Just like that's your concern and my concern, I mean, wouldn't that have common sense has to? Well, we gotta hope. Us. We gotta hope so. We gotta hope so, because yeah, so, again, again, we don't have a lot of faith, even though we're not, we're not 100 percent sure the entire search party and the breakdown. Certain things are being kept in secret. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. I'm always being, you know, every time I talk to you, I'm always concerned about the recruits. And if we don't get the guys who some of these recruits want and coaches in the in the area want and people you get excited about, the guys that we're going to let go off the staff or not bring back or guys like Crystal Bull, I'm a little nervous about those guys because they're going to do their best, their absolute best to hurt us. And if we get a Mark Rick and he can't get it done on the coaching staff, bringing in a good coaching staff, and we blow gotta, this one. Got to have a good staff, no doubt about it. Yeah, but I hear that. Wait a minute, we're just saying that right now. This, this, everybody's kind of like on pins and needles right now because we thought we had the guy that we wanted or a couple of guys, and now people are turning. They're getting nervous. I'm getting nervous because the last week I felt decent about it. You say people are saying tomorrow is going to be the decision making. They're going to make the decision tomorrow. They're going to make a decision on this guy. That right now you can see that. First of all, you know I don't know who your people are that are saying that, but that 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 there, there's no issue about making a decision tomorrow. Uh, you know, by the the university. I didn't know. I didn't say it's my people. I'm just saying that's the word. Yeah. I mean, you plan yeah, on I mean, having I'm, a show I'm tomorrow. A you're planning on a show tomorrow, right? I'm just but getting tired of having a show. Tomorrow. We're gonna have a show when the when the coach is hired. But you know, people are obsessed with all this nonsense on Twitter and everything else. The University of Miami went into its meeting today with Mark Richt thinking in their minds that this was their top candidate, that this was their leading candidate. And these things, you know, they're they're detailed. And and, and I think that they're trying to come to a conclusion with Mark Richt. And I think we'll know. I don't think we're going to know tonight. Uh, You know, I think that there's still parts of the process that are going to have to be handled tomorrow in, in terms of, you know, maybe Blake James talking to the board of trustees, maybe Mark Richt discussing his options with, you know, with, with his team and, and weighing, you know, what he heard today from, from the committee and all these things. And my guess is that tomorrow the parties will come back together and they'll reach a final decision on this. I've, I've been very clear to everybody all day today that I didn't consider this a done deal. And I have learned through experience that these well, things are ask- not done deals till they're done deals. So, but, well, but, 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 you know, I think that's where it is. And I don't think... The, you know that anything that you're seeing anywhere else is accurate. Well, let me let me let me ask you this. That's fine. I mean, I'm glad you were able to explain that. But my thing is, if they are they went into a long meeting and at this time at this time of the night, you haven't heard anything. No, what I've heard some stuff. Other... I've heard. I've, I I have heard some things. I, I've been working this whole show. <laughs> I understand that. No, no, no. I understand what, what I just no, told no. you what what I think is going on. 
Well, Gary, here's the thing. I, I know you're going to have to cover this guy. You don't want to say you're not going to want to say anything crazy. Listen, you're part of the fan base yourself. You have a professional job. You have to do and everything. But tell the truth. You can't tell me you're not a little nervous about this guy being high. I'm concerned that both issues were not addressed in the interview today. Yes. If if they were not addressed and they were skirted over, I would be concerned. To me, there were two things that needed to come out of that interview today. One was, does this man have the fire in his belly? He's a good football coach. We already know that. Does he have the fire in his belly to do to work at the level that he's going to need to work to be successful at Miami? Uh, that's number one. Issue number two, what's the coaching staff going to look like? And I'm not hiring anybody this time that isn't laying out for me a quality coaching staff with every single position base covered with a guy that has a track record of being able to coach and being able to recruit because the University of Miami can no longer continue to be a lab experiment for for for, for wannabe coaches and guys exactly. that haven't done it at this level. Exactly. And one of the main things and, and that's, be able that's, to tell that's, that's my two things. So one of the main things he got to be able to tell us is he's going to be able to bring a good defensive line coach in and be able to bring some studs in. Okay, he was able to beat Georgia Tech a little bit and and I think some of the reason why he had studs on that defensive line. I mean, one guy called in and said they was a small team. I don't believe in that. Hey, quick another thing, real quick. Um, just just switch over. No, don't 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 rush me off for, for bringing this up. I just want to address this a little bit. Um, Daddy Kane, um, well, Daddy Twenty Three. I understand you, my brother. You have love for Golden only because he came in your living room or he. He recruited your kid, and, you know, you don't got to get on here and preach to us about how kind of great guy he is. That's fine. I mean, I respect you, my brother, but don't try to convince us about this man being. We know he's a good guy. What he did to Lewis when Lewis broke his ankle, you say no more. We saw that. Everyone saw it, and we, we believe in that. But as far as a game day coach and getting the kids prepared to play a game and and stop not recruiting the right kids and keeping your friend on board. See, he didn't mention that, did he? He didn't mention that even though we didn't want to play the coach. Yeah, they didn't want to pay his friend, his best friend that he kept around that wasn't getting a good job done. So, my man, we respect you. We want you around. We love your kid. He's a good ball player. But please do not try to preach to us about how good he was because he was not. Let's just, be, let's just keep it all the way real there. Let's address that. And Gary, I understand that he's a good guy. He called into your show, but you got to kind of, you know, I wanted you to stop him a few times and say, "Oh, well, wait a minute, we weren't paying the guys because they weren't any good. They just weren't any good." All right, fair that's enough. You got anything else tonight? No, that's about it, man. I just wanted to make those points, and I'm a little nervous about the guy, man, because I'm not 100 percent sure, and that's what we couldn't afford. We couldn't well, afford to be nervous about the next hire. I think we'll find and out tomorrow. I yeah, think I'm we'll find out tomorrow up. whether he's getting the job or not. Or I hope at, they, I hope they bring a guy and or in taking it. Bring. You know, it does take two oh, to tango. I hope he turns. So. You know what? I'll support him if he comes and he brings the right the right guys. Then I'll be I'll be behind him. But if yep. they hire, I'm not going to tell you I'm throwing a party tomorrow on my aid. I'm going to be well. You don't have to throw a party. You, you have to hope that he hires a good staff. No, nah, but it's going to be a wait and see. I'm going to have to wait and see. Then if they hire a certain guy tomorrow, I'm going to throw a party if I like the guy. But if, if All right, I don't, you, All right, you, let me let somebody else get on that. Yeah, appreciate the time. All right. Keep me on hold, Keep Yep, going. you got it, man. Give us a call next time. All right, for those of you that aren't watching, the University of Miami basketball team is fighting for its life at Nebraska. They're, they're struggling. They're not playing particularly well. Uh, they're down 61-60 right now with a little more than four minutes left in the game. 
Um, they're going to have to raise raise their game. 350 left in the game. They're down 61-60. Uh, Sheldon McClellan going to the free throw line. So they, they're really going to have to step it up here uh, down the stretch if they're going to escape Nebraska uh, with a victory. But I'd be a little concerned right now. That team was looking really good in Puerto Rico and has not been playing as well since they got back. So uh, they need to get it back, no doubt about it. Let's go... Uh, let's go out to the three zero five now. You are live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Going once, twice. All right, you got to call back. Let's go to the eight sixty three. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hello. You. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Go ahead. All right. All right. Um. There's one, a couple points. Um, I don't know what the big, you know, what the problem is with Mark Rick. I, I mean, I understand people have some concerns, but I think he's a proven coach. So I don't, I, I personally don't have a problem with him being the highest. Um, I would love for Bush Davis to get it, but to me it seems like there's no way he's getting that, that job. Um, so I don't, I, you know, it's not realistic in my opinion at this point right now. I think it's Mark Rick, and like like you stated before, and it's 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 on him to um, if if the university does um, offer him a position, and he accepts it, it's, it's up to him at that point. But um, I, I don't, I just don't see the big deal as far as you know why people are so concerned about you know like you stated earlier. He, I think he's a top ten, fifteen head coach in in in, in football, um, in college football, um, and it's going to come down to the staff that he puts in on him, like you said. And that's what it always comes down to. Um, and that was the problem that we've been having. Our, our assistant coaches just weren't the greatest. Um, but also, um, I wanted to comment on, uh, uh, I can't, I think it's um, Herndon's father earlier. And I'm not here to bash him or anything like that. Um, but I think he said something to the effect of, I guess, Florida talent is overrated. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that what he said? Yes, he, yeah, he did. But he's a Georgia guy. Come on, I mean, they, they have Florida versus Georgia high school all-star games. You know, guys in Georgia think Georgia football is better. Guys in Florida think Florida football is better. And, and he was mentioning um, facts, uh, uh, bring up facts. And I can tell you right now, the facts are there. there's probably more NFL players from the state of Florida. Not just – I ain't talking about University of Miami – or whatever. I'm talking about from the state of Florida. You know what I'm saying? So you look at some of the players that we let go, you know, that we didn't get. You're talking about um, T.Y. You're talking about um, – um, I can't even name all the, all the players from the NFL right now. That's in the NFL. That's from the state of Florida. I would like to know what the numbers are from the state of Georgia. You know, um, and that's probably something that, you know, I'll probably it's go not and, even look, close. and look up. It's not even yeah. close. But I, I wasn't going to get yeah. into an argument with Mr. Herndon. I mean, he's a great guy. Sun plays yeah, for the yeah. team. He's a great guy. But no, it's yeah. not even close. It's not even in the same stratosphere. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, it's. it's um, but at the end of the day, I, I like Herman. I like his son. I think he's going to be a great player for us. Um, and he is a great player for us. Um, but Njoku, to me, is, a, is our number one tight end, in my opinion. Um, but Herndon is very good as well. Um, but, like I said, my point is I'm, I'm fine with Mark Rick getting the position. I don't see any problem with that whatsoever. Um, some, there are some concerns. I think there's any concerns with any coach that we would get. But the man is a proven coach. I think it's going to come down to who he puts around him. 
and that's going to determine if we're going to be successful or not. But to, to say that I would be disappointed that Mark Ritt would become our head coach, I, I, um, I, that, that's not something I would say at all. Um, now, I do have a question for you. Um, out of the players, like, uh, under, uh, I understand I saw an article that you put or somebody from Kane's foot uh, put on, but out of the underclassmen, who do you think um, is going to stick around? Uh, I, it's too early for that. You know, I'll tell you yeah. who should stick around, everybody but Artie Burns. Uh, Artie Burns has a pretty good draft grade right now. I think he's going to be told that he's going to probably be a second-round pick, and I would think that's good enough for him when you consider his personal situation. Um, but all those other guys, Stacy Coley and them, uh, Corn Elder, they have no business going pro, and they should be. They should come back next year. Yeah, Corn Elder, I agree, but Stacy Coley as well? You don't think he's – Absolutely not. He'd maybe okay. drafted fourth, maybe fifth round. Okay. So, uh, no, I, he has no, no business going out right now. Okay. All righty. Um, yeah, all right. Thank you very much. Keep right, Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get these other guys on real quick tonight and uh, give us a call next time. Let's go to the 205. You're on Kane Sport Live. Oh, oh. What's up, man? What's up, Slaughter? How you doing this evening? Man, I'm good, man. Just been listening on the show, man. Just been listening on to the show. Um, from Georgia, right? Are you no, from, Georgia? from Birmingham. Birmingham, oh, okay. Alabama. Got you. All right. Yeah, uh, man, I'm I'm hype about this hire. Actually, man, I'm really hype no, about this hire. Not done yet. Not done yet. I mean, well, well, you you right. Well, you you right. Well, I'm really hyped about the fact of getting Mark Rick. I mean, to me, he's on the same level as Les Miles. Um, and to me, right now, he's a little bit above above Butch as far as being consistent in coaching. Um, I like Butch. I mean, Butch was my number one choice. But, I mean, the same questions you raise about Rick is you can raise about Butch. I mean, Butch is 50. I mean, um, Butch is what, 64. And uh, Rick yeah. is 55. 55. So how can you question his? Is he burnt out or he still have a fire? But this guy almost 70 years old. Well, everybody's Both of them have their pros and cons. We're not you all know. the same. I mean, Everyone's not programmed the same. That, that's true, but I just we're think, all, I mean, we're all chemical I think, beings with different DNA and different makeups and everything, and you know, I hate to put it. Yeah, in the I mean, I understand. So one fifty-five-year-old isn't the same as another fifty-five-year-old. Yeah, I mean that's true, but at the same time, man, this man has a proven track record. This man has won on a consistent basis, and that's something that hasn't been in Miami in a long, long time. This man knows he needs to put a. He knows what it takes. He knows what it, he knows he needs to put a great staff together this time around. And that's probably the reason why he got fired because his his assistant coaches probably wasn't up to par that they once was. I mean, but like one of the callers said, he had to go against Tommy the Tommy Tuberville. He had to go against the Nick Savers, the Les Miles, the Urban Myers. Even when Philip Former was there, he had to go against these guys. There's some hell of a coaches you have to go through to get to where you're trying to go. You know what I'm saying? He's beaten a lot of those guys, and he should have beat Alabama in the championship, and he got cheated on the holding call. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, just think, he don't have to go through that in the ACC. we got to beat Florida State, and I think he'll beat Florida State on a consistent basis. I mean, Florida State, I mean, for, for us, if we got him, we gotta, for one, we're going we're gonna to get a new pipeline for us recruiting in Georgia. He's going he's gonna to grab one or two top players out of Georgia because by um, – you know, those kids growing up, all they know is Mark Rick. 
You see what I'm saying? It just, it, all they know is all they heard about was Mark Rick going up in Georgia. You're going to get one or two of the top guys out of Georgia and bring them down to South Florida, and he's going to recruit good D linemen because he knows the significance of that. Good line and good O line. He's going and he's good at quarterbacks. He good he good at recruiting quarterbacks. So a lot of people need to really think and be happy about you know we even in the mix for this guy. Because, say, if he would have went to somewhere like a Virginia, he would have been a pain in our side. You see what I'm saying? And another thing, he, he, he recruits well out of North Carolina, too. He grabs some of the top players out of North Carolina each and every year. You see what I'm saying? So, I mean, a yep. lot of people, I mean, and they, they looking at it like it's, just, like it's a bad hire. When they don't, it's like, you know, a lot of people I know from Georgia is mad that he's, he's gone, that they fired him. Because, you, I mean, you getting Kirby Smart, but Kirby Smart never coached, uh, never been a head coach. He's gonna, he, he may turn out to be a must champ. You see what I'm saying? So, I mean, uh-huh. there's two things, three things you can you can guarantee, you pretty much can guarantee when, uh, when he comes to Miami. We're going to have better running backs than what we have now. We're gonna have a better offensive line, defensive line play, and we're gonna we're gonna stay with some consistent um, with, with a consistent um, quarterback. That's little three things. Three things you would um, you you would um, that you would have at Georgia. And got like, uh, one person brought up well, fifteen and, and twelve years he had these three uh, quarterbacks, but had they stay four years each, so that's twelve years. <laughs> so it was that uh, twelve years he had a good quarterback. I take that. Am I right? Would you? Would you, Gary? Yeah, I agree. You see what I'm saying? But I just think these guys need to. I mean, I'm all for Butch, but these some. I mean, you, you got to realize that it might not happen. And this is probably probably a better option than what we need right now. I mean, we don't know what Butch got to offer right now. You know what I'm saying? But at least you can see a consistent product with Mark Reed. And he's coming from a, a way better conference. So, I mean, that's all I got to say on that. Um, on that, And, Gary, um, you know, I'll be looking forward to for the show tomorrow, and I have some more things to talk well, about. Well, maybe tomorrow. Tomorrow or whenever. If Mark Reed is if I'm Mark Rich is going to be the coach, I think we'll be having a show tomorrow night to talk about it. Okay, okay, man. If we're not I'm having a show tomorrow night to talk about it, I'm not sure Mark Rick's going to be the coach. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. I mean, but at the end of the day, I'll be able to, be able to it, talk more about this tomorrow. I mean, I, there, there, I'll, I'll be honest. There's, there's there's some things I just can't say tonight because I can't. Yeah. I'm not I'm not going to be somebody that. that blows but, up the university. But at the, end, but at the end of the day, Gary, even if yeah. it's not Mark Rick. Any of the coaches that we pick is going to be ten times better than what we had. So I'm happy either way. I had to think about it like that. As long as they win, I don't care. I'm going to ride with them. As long as they can get us to winning on a consistent basis, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Once all that, all that to get out the, all that you know, all that butch talk to go out the window once they see somebody that's winning. But like I said, let's get let, let you get some more guys on there, man. And you know, I talk to you, you know, hopefully tomorrow or the next day if we do another show, it. man. Keep me on hold, Gary. All right, a pleasure as, as always. All right, guys, uh, we got a you know maybe I don't know six to ten minutes or so left. Um, I still got several guys on the board, so I'll get as many of you guys on tonight as I can. Just try to keep your comments. Uh, as as t- as tight as possible. Let's go to the uh, six seven eight. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hello. That's you. What's going on, Gary? It's T Dog, man. Hey, what's up, T Dog? Talk to us. Oh man, I just saw this alley oop that that uh, our boys just threw, man, to go up by one. It's crazy. Yeah, but they're not playing well, man. This team's regressed. They've regressed since Puerto Rico. 
What do you think Tony, it is? You think they're selling Tony, themselves? Tony, or what? soft as hell. He's not. He's not. You know, blocking shots like he should. Guys are scoring inside. There were a few rebounds he should have gotten that he didn't get. He's got to play tougher than that. You know, and and uh, Angel's trying to do too much as usual. When Angel tries to do too much, things yeah. kind of break yeah. down defensively. So I don't know. They got to pull this one out, and they need this one. So I'm going back to the uh, the record. You had your your staff, your crack staff, uh, get the uh, the Georgia Tech versus Georgia record. I think that's pretty cool that y'all did that. But what about the oh, last? Are they, few yeah, that was years, our research Derek? department. Yeah, I, yeah, your I, research department. We have the best research department in college sports, man. They, I mean, I mean, they came up with that number so quick; it was unbelievable. Hey, that's what's up, man. Hey, I'm kudos to them. But I'm, I'm I'm looking particularly at the last two years, though, Gary, because obviously he must have been trending downward for them to get rid of him. In the last two years, the same Georgia Tech team that, although we could not stop, we put a shitload of points on them. This year he put up 13 points against them. And then last year he went into overtime. On the last two years before this year, he went into overtime with them, only putting up 24 points last year. And I think, well, I guess the, the year before that he put up 41. But if you notice, the last two years he's trending downward offensively. And this is give, this is with the uh, Sony Michelle on your team, and you only put up 13 points against Jordan Tech. It didn't go that, well. That is, that, that's not an alarm to you, like? Yeah, this it's is a guy an alarm. That we, that's, that's probably why he's saying to, he's going to run his own offense from now on. And we about to hand Kaya over to him. Now, keep in mind, Kaya's going oh, through no, a you crucial don't have any moment right now. Mark Rick is a quarterback coach now. He's he's All a very right. good he is a very good developer of quarterbacks. No so issues there. Like, okay, and then let me go back to another thing that uh, Mr. Uh, and I don't mean to you know to pile on Mr. Uh, Turner, but um, yeah, he kind of uh, he lost his mind a little bit talking about you know Dalvin Cook didn't come because of the previous staff. I can't believe you didn't stop him right there, Gary. Come on, bro, you let him get away with that. Really? What the hell did Randy Shannon? In that ability have to do with Dalvin Cook not coming to Al Golden. How does know. how do you even relate those two? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I was then another thing challenge. I mean, I I agree, granted, granted, he's a, you know I'm not trying to to poo poo on him and everything. His son is a is a great player, a good player for us, I should say. I'm glad that he's on our team. I'm glad that he's a faithful caller and everything. But he was. Hey man, he for a little bit I wasn't sure if he was like UGA man, like pro UGA, like what the hell, like he was. And then he made he brought up the point about how South Florida, you know, I'm from South Florida, I'm you know I'm from Lauderdale, so I gotta represent my boys, you know, down there. He he made the point how South Florida don't have the talent that we think we have, but yet that same team that he that he heralded that won back to back championships in Norcross got the dog shit out of them by Booker T Washington when they came up there. So. I don't get it. Did he did he forget about that game? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, look, we know that there's no comparison top to bottom with Florida football and Georgia football. I mean, Florida produces way more top prospects for the college game, an enormously higher number of prospects for the pro game. And, you know, but, but I will say this. I mean, both states are very proud and the, the 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 people that are in those states believe that their state's the best. Uh, by the way, Miami and Nebraska are tied 68-68. Miami has just inbounded the ball. They they're going to get the last shot. There's now seven seconds left in the game. Unfortunately, Angel is unfortunately Angel has pl- decided to play one-on-one basketball and threw up an <laughs> air ball. And 
boy, I'll tell you, he's a great overtime. player. He made a great steal that helped him a lot a few minutes ago. But uh, when Angel decides to do everything himself, this team takes a big backward step quality-wise. But anyway, so yeah, it's 68-68, they're he's, going into overtime. Yeah, he's not 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 to rush too much, take too much time. But yeah, he's not Shane Larkin, man. And I think sometimes he tries to, he wants to be the next Shane for the team, and he he's not. He, they they don't have the same skill set, in my opinion. He can't take over a game like that. So that's just my opinion on that. And then lastly, um, just just hypothetically, I know we can only talk about hypotheticals when it comes to Butch and, and national championships. Can you? I mean, you've been looking at football for as long as I've been alive, Furman. Not to call you old, but you are. And um. <laughs> Do you really think that he would not have won a ring that 2000 year had he came back going into the 2001 season? 2001. Do you not think? Yeah, he, yeah, I think you would have. I mean, come on, seriously. I mean, that that team was on cruise control for two years, regardless of who was coaching. They still went back to back. You don't think he would have won one of those rings? So, so is it not fair to? Granted, I know technically he doesn't have a national championship on his on his uh, on his resume, but I mean, let's let's be real. That team was ridiculous, man. Really? Who was going to beat them that year? The year that they played Nebraska, who was going to beat them? Really? Yep. I don't disagree. All right. I I hate when people. No, I'm good. I'm good, man. All right, man. Give us a call next time. All right. All right. We're going to go two more calls tonight. Let's go to the uh, 662. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hello? Yep, that's you. Oh uh, man, um, my name is James, and I'm calling from Mississippi, Starkville. What's up, James? Well, I've been listening to it on your show for at least the last two years. Um, I just been uh hoping that we get us a coach that could bring Miami back to where it used to be. And I am a Bush Davis guy. Um, I got my question marks on Mark Rich on the fact that. Um, I'm in SEC country, and I have been watching Georgia a good bit. I remember a couple years ago when they played out of Bowman for the SEC championship game, and they was at the um, maybe inside the five-yard line against out of Bowman, and they didn't call a timeout. And to me, that was a coaching error. And I think he kind of choked under that particular pressure. But I do think for as a coach wise for what we need to get us back in the right direction, he is a very consistent coach. Um my thing is if we don't get rich and please don't tell me y'all gonna hire Dan Millen. They oh, about oh, Dan I, I, that would be I'm telling you, that would to me would be just a horrible, horrible, horrible mistake by the University of Miami. Yeah, because one on that, his offense do not fit Kaya. And I watched him coach a lot. And State only had two winning seasons since he'd been there. And the last season when State won those 10 games, became the number one team in the nation, he was on the hot seat. And I just don't see him, Miami, coach. Uh. So, what's the odds on for, like, whoever will be the next head coach? And I remember seeing some things on certain websites about certain Hurricane former players talking about they want to be head coaches. What about maybe possibly the Ed Reed being a defensive um, position coach? 
for DBs. And maybe Come, uh, let me ask you a question. You guys trying to create a Hall of Fame, or do you guys want to win? Enough with the coaches. I want to win. Before. I mean, listen, I, I mean, enough. You've you got to bring in seasoned coaches who are battle-tested, who know how to recruit, who have done it for years. Enough of this, you know, Ed Reed, Ray Lewis. He, I, I, I mean, I even have a question about this whole Ken Dorsey. I know he's a, the quarterback coach in Carolina where they're having success right now with Cam Newton. But, like, he's never done a game plan before. He's never called plays before. Why would you want to make him your offensive coordinator? I mean, I mean, come on, man. I mean, they, 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 this isn't the whole thing. I don't see him as an offensive coordinator. Um, I was just saying maybe for just a position DB coach, not then like defensive coordinator. Uh, I mean, first that position right there on D coordinator, we really need some good guys for D coordinator because our defense been lacking over the last five years since we had Golden, and it's been horrible to watch. And Offense, in my opinion, I, I kind of like Coley a little bit to stay to do the offense. I mean, Kyle will be okay to drill on the fact that I understand Coley is one of the – he also Kyle too. So I don't have no problem with him staying. Uh, maybe the interim head coach, maybe him, but – I mean, other than that, I just think we need good guys, develop our players, get us ready for winning the ACC championship game. Then we can talk about national championship. But we just got to take it one step at a time because right now we really in a situation, in my own opinion, that we really need to come back. I get joked on every day about Miami and my job. So, I mean, I, I'm dealing with Alabama fans and – LSU fans and all this, and 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 I still say, you know, tradition-wise, in my lifetime, the Miami Hurricane, the best football program ever. Yep. All right, man. Let me let let me let one other guy get on here tonight. Give us a call next time, okay? Yes, yes, sir. I will. Thank you. All right, final call of the night. Then I'll give you my final update on the coaching search. Let's go to the three four seven. You're on Kane Sport Live. Yo, what's going on, Gary? That's you, man. What's up? Who's this? This is Kwame, man. How are you? Hey, what's up, Kwame? Take us home, man. Okay. What you got for us? I I really want to focus on the assistance um, with Mark Richt. If, you know, he is to be the guy. I, I want to sort of find out if you've heard any sort of zeitgeist about who his position coaches will be because I'm a firm believer. Absolutely nothing to this point. First, we got to see if he ends up with the job. Gotcha. Who's the plan B? Well, we don't really know who's next up. You know, I mean, it, it could be Dan Mullen. It, it, it could be Butch Davis or Greg Schiano. It, it, it could be uh, Mike Gundy from Oklahoma State. Or they could go back to the drawing board. I mean, I don't know, you know. I, I really don't have that answer, to be honest with you. I was the, under the assumption that they would at least give Mario an interview. I don't think he's been interviewed yet. Is that is that he am has I wrong? Not. He has not, which tells you that he is not in the picture. That is, I'm sort of surprised about that. Well, I will say this: I I, I think that there 
were a lot of hurdles for Mario to overcome. I, I think there's still a lot of sore feelings about the fact that he left Miami and went to Alabama. Uh, I, I think that, you know, there's issues with what happened at FIU. And, you know, I, I don't think that, you know, that's helped him at all. I don't know that that's very fair. You know, I mean, I think what happened at FIU, you know, yes, he shared some of the blame for the problems that he had with Pete Garcia. But, you know, I don't think it's fair that that's still haunting him a little bit at this point. But, you know, you put it all together and he, you know, he just doesn't necessarily have the resume of some of these other guys that are being considered for the job. And it would have taken a sentiment by Miami that, you know, we see the potential in Mario Cristobal and and, and we're going to give him a shot. And obviously they're just not at the point right now. Um, so we'll see. Well, let me go there with this with this final thought. Maybe you can paint a picture for me as far as our resources and what um, President Frank and the Board of Trustees and Blake James, are, are, as far as resources, if it's a Mark Richt or whoever the coach may be, uh, what sort of resources they're going to give this coach to hire assistants. Whatever resources uh, they need to give them within reason. I mean, they're not going to pay a coordinator two million dollars a year or anything like that. But, but you know, I think that I think that you'll see them pay a coordinator a million dollars a year. if they need to, or you know, or I mean, right now they're paying five five fifty six in there. I, I, you know, I think you'll see them go to seven fifty eight nine, whatever. You know, whatever. It depends on who the guy is. I mean, they're they're not just going to throw money away now. They're, you know, it's got to it's got to be a guy that commands the salary. I get it. You know, Pruitt, uh, you know, our defensive coordinator who I respect is getting like eight fifty from right. UGA currently. I, exactly. I'm looking for uh, a like Mark Rick. I'm sort of indifferent about to be very honest with you, Gary. I have I, I I have real questions about whether or not he has a passion for recruiting because the knock on him in Georgia was that he didn't have a passion for recruiting and lost a lot of talent in that state to other schools in the SEC and so we're at a, a, a apex now a critical juncture with this program where we can go to just to be in a regular private school that plays you know, a couple of games a year, or we can turn the corner and be to you. And I I need to be um, thoroughly uh, satisfied by his assistant hires. Uh, I think we, we need to make a run at Mario. We need to make a run at Ed Orgeron. We need to make a run at either Javaris Robinson or that other guy, Corey Raymond at LSU. And we, I don't All know right, who First, we got to get a head coach. Before we worry about who's on the staff, I agree with you that the staff is the biggest issue in the world, but we don't know who the new head coach is yet, so we can't hire his staff for him yet. Okay. All right, and, Gary. I... And I'm going I'm I'm to I'm say goodnight to you now, and I'm going to use that as the opportunity. Uh, please you know, give us a call next show uh, to segue into my final update of the night. And you know, like I said, Miami has to figure out who their head coach is. And um, from, from what I've been able to put together tonight from talking to – Many different sources while we were doing the show. Uh, it, it sounds like they had a very extended meeting with Mark Rick today. Um, there's nothing negative really to say about it, but it did not end in a final a final verdict, a final decision. Um, my guess is that both sides will talk again tomorrow, and they will come to a final decision, and uh, we'll try to bring that to you. 
when that happens, and you know what I would say is you know, stay on the on the message boards at Kane Sport. Uh, I'll be on there with you all day tomorrow, and you know when we hear that there is a final verdict in the Mark Rick situation, uh, we'll try to bring that to you, and and hopefully we'll find out about it. Uh, if he is going to be the coach, I think that will be determined tomorrow. If if it's not determined tomorrow that Mark Richt is the head basketball coach, I mean head football coach. Sorry, I'm delirious here. Um, I'm watching basketball. Um, if it's not determined tomorrow that Mark Richt is the head football coach at the University of Miami, um, then I think that that will mean that the search is probably going to move back to the, to the next guy or m- move forward with other candidates. So we'll bring you more tomorrow. We'll have another Kane Sport Live show when we get a final verdict on who the coach is going to be. In the meantime, Miami basketball leads Nebraska 74-72 with 21 seconds left in overtime. Not impressed with the way the Canes played tonight. I've been like trying to keep an eye on that between all of this. Uh, I feel the team has regressed since they came back from Puerto Rico. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with a little too much selfishness on offense. Need to get back to moving the ball and getting guys open shots. So anyway, I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. Um, we'll keep monitoring the search. It never ends. I told you, man, these things are not over until they are over. Um, so we'll pick it up again in the morning, go get a few hours of sleep, and uh, we'll pick up the chase bright and early in the morning and uh, just stay glued to the message boards at Kane Sport. Good night, everybody. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.